Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A little short for a stormtrooper. Huh? This is insane, you guys. Yo, this is sexy, man. <laughs> Broadcasting live from the internet, it's Tuesday night, and this is the PanelsOnPages.com podcast with your host, Lee Rodriguez. At the end of the day, babies are terrible people, and I'm not sorry for saying it. Jason Nyes. Motherfucker, I won best costume! Jose Guzman. Yeah, I know nothing about Firestorm, except for his hat's always burning. And Kelly Harris. Oh, I love it appears we got a penis in the mail. <laughs> I glued my fucking eyes shut! <laughs> I just want to see all these Yelp reviews of Jose's jizz. <laughs> oh, sorry, I knocked over the salt. Like you had anything better to do. What's happening, everybody? Today is Tuesday, May the 7th, 2019, and this is episode number 467 of the Panels on Pages podcast. I am your host, the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. Joining me tonight, we've got Mr. Jason Nyes. Maybe Twitter isn't for you. <laughs> Jose Guzman. You guys hear this new movie that just came out? Endgame? Something <laughs> like that. Kelly Harris. But what if I forget how to read? <laughs> and uh, don't call the comeback. He's been here for years. Y'all, Michael, what's going on, sir? You thought I was dead? So did the president's enemies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, what man, up? we've got lots to talk about. We're going to talk about some Star Wars uh, in honor of the, la- the late Peter Mayhew, uh, the OG Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> I think we all had a chance at some point to bump into it a show. He's always a super nice guy. Always super nice and gigantic. I was at a pretty dope. You were rock that uh, sweet ass lightsaber cane everywhere. I I said this to Mary, and and you know I've been super emotional lately. I I'll dry uh, I'll cry at the drop of a hat. But someone like Peter Mayhew, who has looked like he has been in pain for the past twenty years, when he passes away at seventy six, I'm like. Okay, cool. <laughs> it's a, it's the same yeah. thing as Stan Lee. Right, right. I still don't see how he fit in that R two D two suit. <laughs> <laughs> they really just crunched him up. Oh. That's why he was so fucked up yep. when he was getting older, is because he spent all those years in that fucking trash Crunch can, dinner. just in the trash can. Makes sense. Just I guess. Bleep bloop bleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh god! But and it's really messed up how they stretched out Warwick Davis to be in the Chewbacca <laughs> costume. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Does anything for a role, huh? Fucking speaking of uh, Warwick Davis, talking about a Willow sequel on the Disney app thing, the Disney Plus thing. Oh yeah, I'm fucking into that. I'm super in, except they better write into the story that Mad Mardigan died. 
<laughs> no, I want to see fucking fat, crazy Mad Marty again running around. Oh, he ain't running nowhere. <laughs> he He's has dressed, dressed up, but he kept the Batman cowl. Oh my god, he has. Dude, that been- is a bit in. Um, Warwick Davis was in a show called Life's Too Short on HBO, uh, and it was about him like trying to manage a talent agency for dwarves, and fucking Val Kilmer showed up one episode, like wearing his Batman outfit, his his cowl like over a suit, and he's like, "Hey, watch this!" And he goes to a uh, to a table in this restaurant and goes, "Hey, hey, who am I?" And they're like, "This like, couple's like, um, Batman." Like, no, 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 I played Batman. Like, um, Michael Keaton he goes, "No," <laughs> they're like, um. Chris and Bill's like, no. <laughs> and they're like, you're not George Clooney. Like, no, I'm the other one. <laughs> Val Kilmer has gotten to that point where he has a chair in photo ops now. Oh. And, and like they wall him off whenever he's doing autographs or anything because, yeesh. Remember when we shot him when he was promoting his one-man Mark Twain show? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, man. A guy I work with once was in the bathroom at a Comic-Con. And people came in and, like, security people tried to throw him out because Val Kilmer had to use it. I was like, no, I'm peeing. It's a bathroom, for Christ's <laughs> sake. You've got your own goddamn VIP bathrooms. Get out of here. Yeah. Fuck out of my face. No, I just would have, like, in the midst of peeing, just turned around to talk to him as I'm still peeing. <laughs> <laughs> See, you say that, but that guy exists. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like that—that's that, a real person who'd be like, dick in one hand, reaching out his other one. Hey, nice to meet you, Mister Kilmer. <laughs> How many of those did you run into on Free Comic Book Day, Kelly? You know what? For the most part, everyone was pretty cool. Good, good, hey, good. That's nice. Yeah, like it was—it was good. It was not too many of the mutants this time. <laughs> <laughs> Had a pretty good run too, man. I got some some of the the. Big fancy free book I was looking forward to. Uh, there's a shop in Murfreesboro called Z's Comic Lair, and they do not fuck around. They've always got like, uh, they do half off their trade, they do half off all their toys, and they're the only shop I've ever been to, like locally at least, where like, you know, all the toys and shit are what they're supposed to cost, which is really nice. Nice. Like, you know, most places around here, like they'll buy a thing for 20 bucks and sell it to you for 27. Like, fuck off! <laughs> No, that was really nice. It was a good time. I picked up some some Mega Man comics for Jazz because boy, that kid is suddenly discovered Mega Man and he's all about it. So Sonic and Mega Man are his fucking jams right now. You better grab those Mega Man books while you can. Those are all way out of print. And you better get him a helmet and a Mega Buster while you're at it. Thinking about hey, his birthday's coming up. It's on his Amazon sure. wish list for his birthday. So With all them headbutts that kid's throwing <laughs> put a helmet on that. That's just gonna hurt. It's... <laughs> Better, oh, you dude, better buy a nut me. cup too. He clocked me in the chin on Sunday, like it fucking rung my bell for a second with that fucking noggin, just right to the chin. It was like, Oof. he he, cl- he clanked, and I just said, "Walk away." <laughs> <laughs> like, we'll talk in a second. You need to walk away. Here, let me yeah. knee you in the balls so you take your mind off of it. <laughs> Yeah. So aside from the fucking free comic book day, man, this has just been an exercise the past few days, and my kids are making me feel old as fuck for a variety of reasons. Like I got, I got into it with Zoe about goddamn Dan TDM the other day. I fucking 
don't like the Dan TDM, you guys. Uh, you're gonna. Uh, what is what is this? Yeah, you're gonna have to explain this to us. I know, I know. He's some asshole that just plays games on YouTube. Like, well, let's fucking just some British asshole that just, you know, like it's like here, let me have all the fun of the game for you. And he's got like 14 million subscribers. Boy, I need to call Crash Bandicoot the N word. <laughs> he doesn't do that. He, he, like it. It seems to be wholesome enough. But it's like, whatever the opposite of creative is, that's what this shit is. Like, it's just devoid of any sort of creativity or skill. Like, anybody can fucking do this. And the kid's like, no, this is good content. It's not good content. Like, I can, I can, I can recognize objectively that it's not for me. But it's also, like, it's objectively not good. Like, it's just a thing that people are doing. But it's not, like, good. And she's like, he's got 14 million followers. I go, do you have any idea how many followers Hitler had, Zoe? <laughs> <laughs> On Shut YouTube? that shit down real quick. On YouTube or Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> you know how many likes he got a day? He was huge on Vine, Hitler. Oh, man. Huge on he singly brought Tout back. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a good time. You can't really argue that one. And then fucking... <laughs> The thing is, we tout. I, I caught I caught her in a fucking man. Was tout just ahead of its time? Yes, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> like I, so. I didn't even think about that until just now. But like Instagram and Vine and all that shit is just tout, but with a better infrastructure. Pretty much, yeah. They were ahead of the time a little bit, and the fact that just you know, I think anytime Michael Cole is your biggest uh, hype man, you're gonna have some problems. Yeah, yeah, because that guy will make. He will suck the cool out of anything. It's tout time. No, fuck <laughs> that guy. But yeah, and then the other big thing is I, I caught the kid in a lie on Thursday. Oh, shit. And I did not appreciate it. Like we were on the way to school, and she says, oh, no. I'm like, what? She says, I accidentally deleted this conversation out of my phone with my friend, and that's our big thing. You can't delete your fucking text messages because periodically we're going to read your text messages. Oh. Like, <laughs> like, you you deleted the whole thread on accident? She goes, yeah. She's all freaking out and crying and shit. I'm going, Wait. I pulled the car over. I'm like, how the hell do you even delete a conversation on iPhone? She's like, well, first I, I swipe right. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and, then I, and then I hit delete. Uh-huh. And then at the bottom, I tried to hit cancel, but I hit delete again. And I go, you made three errant strokes on accident in the span of like 10 seconds and accidentally the whole conversation. She goes, yeah, I'm so sorry. And I said, okay, okay. All right. You need to know two things about this scenario. I said, one, I'm one of the smartest people you've ever met. <laughs> and two, I'm a crazy person. <laughs> So I'm going to get this conversation oh back. Oh, my so God. I need you to tell me right now if there's something in there that I'm not going to like when I find it. She's like, no, 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 no. Oh, no. She gets real quiet. <laughs> and we finished it with all the horizon school. She's real quiet. And I'm like, oh, what's the problem? She's like, nothing. I go, cool. Like I said, don't worry about it. You have nothing to worry about. Unless you're lying to me, in which case, worry about it all day long. <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then she gets out of the car and has a terrible day. Come home and you know, I'm doing the research and how to restore these phone calls from these texts from like iCloud backups and shit, you know. And I run into some problems because he hasn't been backing up the phone. So at this point, I can't get it back, but she doesn't know this yet. <laughs> so she comes home. I'm going through her phone, taking the shit out. And I'm like, 
So, uh, we sticking with this uh, this accident story? She's like, yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. Because like, like, I don't, I don't believe you. <laughs> and here's the thing. Like, I'm gonna win, right? Like, I'm gonna win. So you get to make a decision right now. Is if you want to be on the same team as me, and we both win, or you can be on the other team, and that means that you're gonna lose. <laughs> and she's like, no, 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 the accident. Like, okay, 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 fine, fine, fine. All right. Cut to an hour later, Nicole comes home, and under some very intense cross-examination, she fucking buckles like a belt. <laughs> and at, one, at one point, until I said, I said, so, you mean to tell me that you did this and this and this? I go, that is not impossible, but highly improbable. She's like, what does improbable mean? I go, not fucking likely. That's what it means. <laughs> She's like, In Zoe's defense. I have dropped my phone on my face and deleted pictures before. I mean, again, like not, that's actually happened. Not impossible, but improbable. Keeps getting more and more and more fucked up. And so, you know, and that, at the peak of it, I may have stepped, leapt off the couch, got six inches in front of her face, and said something to the effect of either quit fucking lying to me or get better at it because you suck at this shit. And <laughs> her to her. <laughs> I was real upset about it, you guys. Did the you moral know? Story is, <clears throat> don't have kids. It's not worth it. They're a pain <laughs> in the ass. So, did you find out what she was hiding? She was just just bitching about, you know, like us and stuff, and like stuff that you're supposed to do to your friends. Like, you know, you're supposed to bitch about you're g- getting punished and shit like that. Like, that's just fucking normal shit. I don't care about that. You know, like, yeah. like. If, but back in our did, day, there was no paper trail. Exactly, and you know, today you have to understand and acknowledge there is a paper trail. So at some point, I'm like, oh man, God, fucking, Dad's such an asshole. He's to clean my room every day. Blah blah blah. Like, it's fucking fine. Who gives a shit? Fine, don't care. But don't fucking lie to me about her. I will tear your goddamn soul out. Did you know who was on the other end of the conversation? Yes, you yes, should have. Well. You should have just brought them in. Brought them in. Br- Let's see your phone. Let's look at that this was, conversation. Uh, that was what broke her because Nicole was like, you know, I know her fucking mom, right? I can call her up right now and be like, oh, snatch her phone up. And, uh, <laughs> Don't do that. I go, why the fuck not? <laughs> oh, man. I was a full on piece of shit liar when I was a kid to the point where I would get accused of lying even when I wasn't <laughs> just because I was just par for the course. See, I got, I, I, I was a really good liar as a kid. Like, I got away with a lot of shit, uh, you know. What, whatever a helicopter parent is, I had the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. So that made, it, that made it easy. I didn't, have, I didn't have a whole lot of opportunities or reasons to lie, quite frankly. But I got away with a lot. See, I got real cerebral with it as a kid. And once I heard that if you can make yourself believe something, it can be true to you. Nice. So I don't know what I actually ever lied about because I had convinced myself it's all true. Oh, like that's, that. that's psycho talk. That's some yeah. mind over matter shit. It's all yeah. real. Yeah. So I honestly couldn't tell you what I ever lied about as a kid because I thought about it enough to convince myself that it was real. That'll, in your uh, mind, these are the actual narratives. Yes. <laughs> That'll hold like, up in a grand jury investigation. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. You pass the lie detector test. Yeah, <laughs> those yeah. aren't admissible in court, anyhow. She's dude, she's fucking real. Like her whole demeanor changes. Like she's just the fucking worst. Like this, she doesn't have a t- her whole. She's a good body. Kid. Yeah, is a tell. 
she, that's the thing. She's a good kid, and she has no practice at being deceptive, so she's fucking terrible at it. But I looked at her and I said, said, you gotta quit lying to me. It doesn't fucking work. Like, have you ever gotten away with lying to me? And you'll have to tell me what it is now. If, it, if it, Just say yes or no. Like, I'm not gonna press you on the matter. Like, if we say yes, great. We'll high five. Have you ever fucking gotten away with lying? She's like, no. Well, today's not your fucking day. <laughs> oh, man. Just dunking on your kids. I dunked on her. So I was so mad, you guys. It was a, it was one part punishment, one part just fucking roast. <laughs> it, was, it was. I was so fucking pissed because she's been basically all day lying to me, and I fucking lit her ass up like a Christmas tree. You gotta but, lie to your parents, though. You got to. You got, you got to. to, and you know, and you got it. You got to fucking go through this. This is all just part of it. Yeah, it's part of the ritual of being a person, and that's all fine, and everything's cool now, and we're all friendly again. But it was a tense couple of days at Roger Green's house. Uh, at one point, my dad changed the AOL password to liar. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, I forged the shit out of my report cards. Like that's fucking great. When they were still sending paper report cards, I was, and we had just gotten a scanner. Uh, at first, oh, I was nice. doing it. At first, I was doing it like serial killer style with cutting out the letters and pasting like it. it, and then <laughs> and then putting it through the copy machine. And then we got a scanner, and I could just print that shit out. Like they started printing the report cards on just regular eight and a half by eleven paper. Not any sort of cardstock, and I was like, "You guys are making this way too easy on me." <laughs> yeah, this, this is child's play at this point. <laughs> so good. Never afford your report card. Didn't make some fake IDs back in the day, though. Whoa! Allegedly, I never needed one. I had a mustache in middle school. <laughs> that was <laughs> your legit ID. I was like, "Look at this face. Does this look like a fucking young buck?" Jose's asking the guy behind the counter for his ID. (laughs) Do you have the credentials to ID me, sir? That's that's all I got we're talking about. What's going on, nice? Uh, Let's see here. Let me refer to my notes. Uh, So I've been watching a bunch of the MCU movies just, you know, you know, the time before Endgame was truncated, so we only got to watch... So many, but catching up on ones that I haven't watched in a while, and Prime had Iron Man 2, so I put that on, and man, you know what? It's a lot better than I remember it. It's a good movie. It's I like that movie. It's definitely compared to 3. The fucking uh, uh, Tony Rhodey fight in the gym, that's downright quaint by comparison to today's <laughs> movies. I really liked, uh, I posted this on Twitter, but uh, Black Widow's cover is that she's a member of the Stark Industries legal team. She's a fucking notary. That's right. So I have to assume she's in in cover so deep that she might as well have gotten her certification. She probably is an actual notary. She probably is an actual notary. So do you think she fucking stamped everybody's Sokovia Accords? (laughs) (laughs) I love that idea. And then uh, it was me and Mary's follow up to what we talked about last week. Uh, We watched a little bit of Spider-Man Homecoming last night because Jax wanted to watch it. And Flash Thompson calls Black Widow Black Widow at one point. So it is is referenced at least once. Uh, So it's it's uh, 
code names for the public to talk about, like like branding, so. essentially. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, and then Saturday was me and Mary's sixth anniversary, and May the fourth, as as it is every year. I did enjoy seeing those photos pop up on the Facebook. Oh, oh, you from from like the wedding and shit. Yeah, it was yeah, nice, real cool. Uh, it's always cool to relive those memories. So we had a fucking stacked ass day planned. Uh, first, we you know exchanged presents, and she had gotten me this uh, slave Leia that Kristen Allen did. Which Lovely. The funny story is, and if you haven't seen Kristen's recent work, uh, I believe she calls them cuties. They're fucking beautiful. Like I wish I had room to get. All of them. Like yeah. Those demon girls especially. They're fucking fantastic. So she put up on Twitter uh, months ago this Slave Leia, and I saw it, and I immediately fell in love. But I, like, hesitated, and then I went back later to snag it, and it was it was already sold. And I was like, fuck. And then I had a moment where I'm like, because I did, I did tweet about it real quick. So I had a moment where I'm like, maybe, maybe my wife got it for me. <laughs> and then later that day, she got home from work, and she is so bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> Aww. Uh, but, yeah. So, you know, a few months later, it was still a nice little surprise. So, um, I thank her for that. And then uh, we had a full day planned. We went out to Disney Springs. They did a re-release of the 1989 Tim Burton Batman uh, for the 30th anniversary. And, oh. sure, it's not Star Wars, but we don't always have to do Star Wars things. But that first Batman movie is just a fucking cornerstone of my youth. Like, that summer, it was nothing but Batman. I had a Batman Bat birthday. Fever, dog. Fucking, I've got a caricature from Six Flags Great America of me as Batman. It was all about it. It was very cool. Uh, what was interesting, it's it's one of those Fathom events. So the, the pre-show stuff was like trivia and uh, behind the scenes shit. Uh, Ralph Garman hosted it, actually. Oh, that's cool. And then in between those little bits, they were showing commercials for comic books and trade paperbacks. Huh. I was like, that is uh, real interesting. It was all Batman related, but, you know, you don't see that much. No. Uh, so that was cool. Uh, one thing that it's I... almost as if that would be really cool to have been in front of the movie that made two billion dollars. Yeah, <laughs> like why the fuck not? Like, ugh. maybe just a QR code. Like, hey, go get these off of Amazon Prime or or uh, Comixology, whatever. They're not going to do it. You know, we've been talking about this for ten years, and they're not going to do it. Uh, you know, this was my first time seeing it on the big screen since I was eight years old. Uh, one of the things I noticed that I don't think I ever noticed before is the scene where Joker's uh, cutting the pictures out and and taping them on the floor and all that, and he sees Vicky Vale for the first time. Who is this? Uh, right. So on and so forth. Stop like, the press. Yes. Who is that? The, the <laughs> shot Vail. starts. I like Batman. <laughs> Batman. Vicky Vale. The, <laughs> the shot starts on a desk, and it's a bunch of file folders talking about nerve toxin and it's a bunch of the, her pictures from uh, uh, the Cordo Maltese yeah, of yeah, yeah. people that are dead but with big fucking bug eyes and smiles. I didn't realize that the genesis of Smilex was this 
nerve agent from Cordo Maltese. So I thought that was a real oh, cool detail. And then uh, we headed over to The Void. Uh, they have a few of these around the country. I don't know if you guys have any of them close to you, but it's it's VR. And they currently have a Star Wars one and a Wreck-It Ralph one. So, but it was Star Wars Day, so we did the Star Wars one. And boy, oh boy, this is fucking cool, you guys. Like... I I knew VR had ta- has taken leaps and bounds over the past five years, but this was amazing. Uh, you know, they put the helmet on you and then uh, a vest, and of course, I needed uh, four extender straps for my vest, <laughs> <laughs> and I had to take off my hat because my head was too big for the thing. But uh, no big deal. Uh, so take and- off your hat. No gangs here, boy. Yeah, and as <laughs> as soon as they put the the visor on me my glasses start to fog up. So I, I take my glasses off from underneath the visor, and then the visor... You're going fucking full Velma in your VR gear. Yeah, the visor starts to to uh, fog up, too. I'm like, oh, God damn it. But, man, uh, you're... Stormtrooper... Well, no, you're not Stormtroopers. You're, you're rebel spies posing as Stormtroopers, and you've been sent on this task by Cassian Andor from Rogue One, which I just kind of had to laugh at. Because uh, you were like, this is my favorite movie. <laughs> we're uh, we we're actually on the way to Disney Springs, and we were talking about the top six for this week. And Mary was trying to name off droids, and she was like, "And that one from the the fucking Scarif movie, what was that called?" <laughs> so we see Cassie and Andor, and I laughed. Uh, but man, you're you're stormtroopers, and what was funny is, you know, M- Mary's a little short, so she was a shorter stormtrooper. And as we're going, I'm asking her, I'm like, am I like a super fat stormtrooper? I'm, I'm imagining <laughs> a barf from uh, Spaceballs <laughs> when they steal the, the Spaceball costumes. But no, I was a I was slim and trim uh, stormtrooper. Um, and they tell you, no running, no jumping, no climbing. And I'm like, fine, I'm just going to fucking chill. And you're, you're sneaking no around. chilling. <laughs> you're sneaking around a little bit, and then a, an alarm goes off, and you got to go, go, go. And at some points, you're crossing these bridges, and it's it's fucking weird, man. Because you know you're just in a big room, <laughs> but, okay, you, but you are moving around the room. Yes, yes. And there the are entire. things within the room, but you're in no danger of falling off of a bridge or anything. Sure. You know, there, there's walls, there's doorways, but it's all very fucking basic. At one point, we're leaning over this railing. And there's this, uh, we're on um, fucking uh, Mustafar, uh, the, the lava planet. And there's this uh, balcony up top with a bunch of stormtroopers on it that are shooting at us. And we're shooting the stormtroopers. And then out of the lava comes these giant lava cockroaches that are spitting lava at us. And you're shooting at the lava. It's fucking insane. That sounds awesome. And then uh, it, it ends with... Uh, Darth Vader's coming for you. Like he's coming straight for you, and you're cornered. But then you just you just get saved in the end. And man, they're coming right for us. It's Mary said that she's watching me, and I'm just kind of fucking. Uh, I'm wobbly, and I come. I keep looking around because not <laughs> only did I want to know, I wanted to keep my head on a swivel because at one point my vest is rumbling. And I turn, and I'm just getting fucking shot from the side by a bunch of stormtroopers <laughs> I didn't know were there. So I'm keeping my head on a swivel, but also I want to look around and see everything. You know, at, at one point you're on an elevator, and it feels like you're on an elevator. I was just like, 
This is wild. So, highly recommended. If you've got a void or any sort of VR thing near you, I would check it out. We are definitely interested in doing the Wreck-It Ralph one. Maybe doing the Star Wars again. It's not cheap. I think it was 30 to 40 bucks a person. Uh, and it wasn't super long. The whole experience, including you know signing up and getting your shit, was about 30 minutes. So... Um, yeah, we have one in the mall near here, and it's uh, it's uh, twenty bucks for fifteen minutes. Yeah, not the best bang for your buck, but it is super cool. I would I would still recommend it. Uh, and then we had this big gap between our VR and our dinner reservations, and just for shits and giggles, we walked up to the restaurant an hour and a half before our reservation, and we're like, "Hey, uh, can you sit us now?" And they're like, yeah, it'll be five minutes. And we fucking high five. Oh, shit. We nice. killed it so hard on this anniversary. You WWE? <laughs> no, no, I didn't have to play the WWE card at all. So we had a nice, fancy ish dinner out at Disney Springs, this place called Paddlefish. It's in an old paddle boat, and it's good seafood. And she got some bomb ass scallops, and I got a lobster bisque and a crab cake sandwich. And, uh, Pretty banger anniversary, if I do say so myself. I think you fucking crushed it. Yeah. Well, fucking hell yeah, man. How about Imagine you, uh, Del Michael? What's happening? It's always good when things go go good on on a nice day. Yeah. It's so fucking lovely. Uh, not not much. Just uh, end game a few more <laughs> times. Not as many as I'd like, but I'm How working my way there. How many times have you now since then? I've seen it three more times since last week, so only nine total. Jeez. Oh, only. <laughs> Fucking slacker. Well, I was going to go tonight. They're, they had an IMAX showing that would have gotten out just like 20 minutes before the start of the show. But when I got home, I lay down on the couch and took a like three-hour impromptu nap. So did not go to the movie, but I plan on seeing it. At least, I'm gonna try and go either tomorrow or Thursday, and then again this weekend. And this is this is how the Force Awakens still holds the record for uh, number one second weekend of all time domestically because uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not doing your part. Fucking, so. I've, I've failed everybody. I failed myself. I can't even. I've, I've two million dollars. Two million dollars in Endgame could have could have beaten the record for highest grossing second weekend of all time. But though so it was over Christmas weekend that Force Awakens got all that. So. Oh, okay. I see. I see. We're making excuses now. I understand. Uh, we'll, we'll just it's move past that. It's the only way that. I can sleep at night. <laughs> I'm clearly fucking with you. I hope you know this. <laughs> I know. Dare you, sir. I want. I just want it to beat Avatar. I just want it. To oh, beat it's Avatar. so close. It's so close. It is. It's... It is within what seven hundred million at this point. It is now yeah. the number two all-time worldwide movie, and you know it's in its second weekend. So uh, the only thing against it, I think we talked about it last week. Last week is you know there's so much shit coming out over the next few months, but mm-hmm. I feel like it's gonna at least one theater in in one you know uh, sc- screening room is gonna be Endgame until at least the end of the summer. I think that I, like they really need to put like keep it in theaters as long as possible. And frankly, if it if it doesn't hit it in its initial run, screw it. 
have Disney re-release it yeah, because do... that's how Avatar and um, um, Titanic. Uh, Titanic became one and two is they both had re-releases. Right. And they, at this point, they want it. Yeah, you got to you yeah. got to go for it. Do like an Infinity War Endgame double bill. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I would be shocked if they don't do that. Yeah, like they really like really should and I don't like I'd love them to release I don't know how much they cut out of the I don't like I think at one point the runtime was like three and a half hours maybe. I don't remember. Give but, it to me. Put yeah, the they, living tribunal back in. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I don't, I just want, I, like, I'm probably not even going to go see Detective Pikachu this weekend and just go to Endgame a few more. Don't worry, John Michael, I got you. (laughs) (laughs) Kelly's going to be the John Michael. I've seen it three times. (laughs) He's going to be the John Michael Detective (laughs) Pikachu. Yep. It's so, like, um, a month ago, I was really excited for Detective Pikachu, and it's, I still think it looks good, and I'm still excited, but after Endgame, like, I, I, there's this, like, I don't want to see anything else right now, other than far from home which um that like that reinvigorated me i I, like that that lull of like what am i gonna do with my life and the game (laughs) is over like just staring into the abyss and then here comes far from home i'm like nope i'm good like let's do this yeah that i i thought i wanted them i thought i wanted them to take some time off and i realized that that was just like just stupid But other than that, not much. Just spending, just impulse buying action figures and pop vinyls left and right. So We got the community out there looking for uh, Lord Zeds, and everybody's stocked up with Lord Zeds now, so that's cool. Fucking big up to John. Yep. Coming, coming and correct, man. Yeah. Yeah, the... That Zed is so cool. I think it's the coolest of the of the Lightning Collection figures. It just... It's the best Lord Zed we've gotten by far. Oh, not even close. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's about it. I'm up to I think it's 678 different pop finals now. Exactly. So, so you know, like you know, really hitting those goals, striving hot, you know. And your, your girlfriend's still into it, huh? 679. I was wrong. Yeah, she's. I mean, she hasn't broken up with me yet. So I mean. <laughs> she, 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 she. I, I just get her a. I got her a Buffy Faith uh, two pack a couple weeks ago, and that seemed to like, like keep it going for her because she had like stopped collecting them for a little while. She's not. She doesn't really care that I do, though. She said that if we ever got married, she'd stop it. And I'm like, well, no, you won't. <laughs> yeah if anything you're in deeper now yeah yeah like i i gotta just keep going at this point i'm now i'm going back i've got it so bad now and i'm so into the like with marvel after endgame that i'm going back and getting ones that i didn't get when they first came out because i'm like well i don't really care about that character and now i'm having to pay like three times as much because they're five years old and you can't find Rock them anymore oh jm so <laughs> i got i got problems like I got. I I will hit over seven hundred by the end of the summer for sure. Where do you put them? <laughs> I literally got a different apartment two years Just ago. Just for them? <laughs> <laughs> no, like my goal at one point was to actually. I wanted the the people across the hall to move out so that I could rent that apartment too and live in that apartment and have this be my f- action figure apartment. <gasps> Target mission. That's I don't, a goddamn I, dream, John Michael. <laughs> 
I wish I, I want it. I, I like I just need to find a job that pays me enough for that. But no, I've got this two bedroom apartment literally just to have an extra bedroom for like all my extra stuff. Like you crazy. So how I, are they yeah. displayed? They're like this is the worst part. Like not all of them are displayed. It's more about for me it's more about having them than displaying them. I display some of them in my bedroom and my living room area. Like I've got shelves and I've got some like baseball bat cases that I bought that I want to hang up to put them in. A lot of people display them like that. I've had okay. the baseball I've had the baseball cases for a year now and still haven't hung them, so you know, I'm getting right on that. <laughs> and um but the extra bedroom they're just in store it's essentially storage like i need to reorganize it it's just i don't feel like it like i'm lazy so i just but yeah i just got a few more today in the you mail ran it out for three months <laughs> <laughs> I, you could sleep in a corner like a balled up in a corner corner that's about <laughs> all the room there is like it's i'm gonna need a new another new apartment soon have they i'm trying to get i'm have they made their way into your bathroom? Not yet. That's mainly because I'm worried they'll get damaged. Yeah, don't right. keep, don't do that. That's bad. The only like though the only room in my apartment that doesn't have them is the bathroom because they're in my kitchen. Because they're just gonna get piss particles all over them. Yeah, yeah, that, that, piss that, and that. fucking doo doo. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, I, I can't. I can't do that to them. Like that would just crumble. In that your would kitchen too is bad too because you got grease and oil and all that i mean theoretically if i were to cook but i don't cook so <laughs> like if 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 you can get grease on them from microwaving stuff then like but no I, I i just have i have some once upon a time and some toy story ones above my sink but um yeah no i've and got do you keep them in the box or do you i keep Everyone that I have displayed is out of box, but I have everyone that I have displayed. I have a duplicate of that's still in box. Oh, <laughs> John Michael! <laughs> oh no, it's bad. Like it's I bad. always support your multiple viewings of movies because it gives you so much joy, and people rag on you. But this Funko Pop shit has to stop. <laughs> it's a, it's, a, it's an addiction. It's so bad. I like, and every year, um, like with the Facebook memories, it pops up a picture of. Um, Shazam, like the DC Captain Marvel, where I took a picture of a pop I got, and I'm like, I think I've got it. I think this is the oh, beginning no. of my new addiction. <laughs> and I'm like, I had no clue it would be this bad. But like, I stopped. I oh, I have to like collect things, and I've moved so far. I used to like work on collecting like like DVDs and Blu-rays, and I still buy some, but I've moved a pretty like away from that because of, to digital yeah. i've moved away from physical comics pretty much to digital so in in order to get my fix of having something physical because i like i can't get a digital action figure look like i'm not going to hang up pictures of action figures like that's, that's where i draw a the very line good point yeah so, like that's where my like my my physical thing goes and it's it's bad like i just hey i get it more than most i fucking get it <laughs> But you definitely are my example when I do tell people, like, look, I got a lot of shit. Well, let me tell you about my buddy John Michael. <laughs> I'm glad that I can be a cautionary tale. And, and people had to get a new fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> people rag on you about all the money that you spend on movies, but I would assume all the movies that you've seen don't rack up to be 600 something. And a pop is as much as a movie ticket. 
yeah, no, like that's where like most of my like disposable income, if you want to call it that, um, goes into like pops and 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 other. Fi- I mean, I get other figures too. It's just I have the most. Like I just as of today, I now have six hundred and seventy-seven different Power Ranger action figures. Jesus, I didn't so. know there were that many. <laughs> Yep, I just right. bought I just bought these little tiny two and a half inch SPD figures that came in the mail today that I've been wanting for a while, and I found them pretty cheap on eBay, so I got those. So like that's where I don't make good financial decisions. Sometimes it's like, do I want to eat dinner? I mean, I eat, but it's like, do I need to eat fancy or do I need to get a pop? And I'll usually go with. Plus, I mean, my mom has a Robin, uh, a pop. Let me ask you this: You fucking you you put mine in that four hundred one k, a little bit. Okay, a little bit not better than much, nothing. Well, okay, not as okay. much as I should be. Like if you talk to my dad, not as much as I should be. A little but bit better than nothing. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll allow luck, it. Luckily, my mom has this problem where she's hyper caring, where she just wants to make food all the time, so I don't have to spend a, too much money on food. Well, that's a mom, you know. Yeah. Well, she she's she she's the most <laughs> nurturing person I've ever like seen or heard of. It's like a sickness with her. And after my grandmother died and my brother moved to Texas, all of that energy had to go somewhere. And I'm still local, so I get the benefits. Down with the sickness. <laughs> J Pop in the chat says, "Fuck it, JM. You can't take that money with you when you die." Yep. Right. Yep. That is true. Spend it but now. You also can't later. take them pops, so you better fucking display them. <laughs> I mean, I like that's that's true. I'm getting better about like about things like that. I think I'll end up displaying them all eventually. Like, but just use my wallpaper. Just I'm about to say you can just the walls the wall and just start at the floor, go to the top. Yeah, I've thought about it. Like, I I, like if I I could get rid of like one of I have two couches in my living room. I could get rid of one of them. Who needs a couch? (laughs) (laughs) Just make a couch out of pop. I've thought about making a house out of pops, but the boxes would get wet. Like, <laughs> and then that... just just, t- just tear off like just pick a section of wall, fucking cut out the baseboard, and just start there. Just fucking there you go from the ground to the top. Yeah, that. Jan, did you, I mean, did you hear the story? If it, if sorry, it sorry. Going like this, if it keeps going like this, that's where like I'm gonna have no other choice but to do that. Yeah, maybe stop. <laughs> I. <laughs> I keep wanting to, and they keep releasing them. Like, like yeah. Like, <laughs> Don't go back and buy the old ones. I, I'm that's curving the thing. It a little bit. They will de- whatever one you think you need. Like they'll make it again. Oh, but they they're not like the exact same thing, and like that's my problem. You know how many like freaking like Captain America's and Iron Man and like that I've bought because they they're slightly different and. Like, yeah, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I can't. I can't. And I don't. <laughs> and that's how, how, how many Optimus Primes do you have? <laughs> well, house, I was just going to bring this up. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I think you you use Lee's outlook on things where if he wants to get something new, he has to get rid of some old garbage on eBay somehow. So I, I think, I've, I've definitely got rid of a lot more stuff these past little bit. When you get to the I, point where you don't have any more room. You're gonna have mm-hmm. to start to to make and make trades. Well, I'm 28, Kelly. I want whoa, soul gem, soul gem, baby. <laughs> I want to get one. You gotta give one. 
I want to get rid of, like, theoretically I want to, but then on the other hand, it's like I spent so much time cultivating all this collection. I don't want to just, like, get rid of I, it. I, I sold, yeah, uh, but cultivate sold... to, to sell it for twice as much. Think of I it. Want right. to just, well, twice as much is a little, that's a little bit of a stretch. Yeah. Hey, I'm... Yeah, I have some... Realistic. I have some that have appreciated. What? I have more that have... De- like, most of them, like, aren't worth... As much as I paid for them. What do you but think is your most valuable one? Okay, give me your most valuable one if you were to try to sell it, and your most valuable one to you personally, no matter most what you spent. Most valuable one, period, is the original Green Arrow, like comic Green Arrow. Last I checked, it was around like 300. Was it 380? Fuck oh, off. Jesus. Sell it. Sell it. Yeah, dude. And that's then, uh, that's like, thirty-eight new Doctor pops. Doom that's just under that too. So, but like the but like the sentimental value makes it even harder to sell that Green Arrow one because that's actually the first one I ever bought. I bought it at C two E two two thousand. Okay, like, well that uh, one you keep. Sell yeah. the Doom then. I, I <laughs> no, no, oh, no. Really, no, you got to keep Doom's on really to the Doom. Cool, you, you need to wait until Marvel redoes Doom. Yeah, if them Doom prices skyrocket. That's true. Um, yeah. My 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 personal favorites are probably the all the either all the Ninja Turtles or all the Power Rangers. It's hard to tell. Like I love them all. Like I'm I'm staring at them. I'm staring at my my some of my Golden Girls ones right now. But, <laughs> Golden Girls. <laughs> no, they but they make they. That's the problem. Every time them, like, I almost bought up, those because that's fucking hilarious. Like the the two things that I've wanted them to make the most. Well, they've made most of what everything I've wanted. Like you know, Golden Girls and and. Parks and Rec and stuff. I'm still waiting on from the TV show Psych. I want them to make Psych ones, and they're finally making Yu Yu Hakusho from the anime. They're making but them, and you you're waiting on them to make it, or I'm you want them? On, to I'm make wait, it? I want them to make it. Okay, like that's like my those are my two things. And every I keep telling myself, okay, I'm gonna pare it down to just like certain series. Like, but I then it, at this point, if that is a thing, then they have a pop of it at this point. Like, it's they pretty, still haven't done the Fresh Prince, which I'm surprised at. <laughs> Yeah, they have. They have it. That's. Remember when they were like, "We're not making any Mad Max Fury Road pops. That'll never happen." Yep. <laughs> and then they fucking did. They did. Yeah. Have, so, have that's... you seen the Cheech and Chong ones out there in the wild? I have not. But speaking of of Tommy Chong, I met a woman today that looked exactly like him. <laughs> Might have like a beard, but like other than that, like exactly like him. So usually guys grow up to be. Lesbians, he went the other way around, huh? <laughs> she grew up to Yeah. I don't know. No, I gotcha, I gotcha. It was it was very, very you know what I'm talking about. It was very disconcerting. I'm like I wanted to tell her, but I didn't want to insult her. She knew. Yeah, she's seen you know, like her fucking face. <laughs> <laughs> Dave's not here, man. Well, we fucking love you, Del Michael, and you know. Thank you. Never change. Never change. I, at this point, I'm, I'll be 32 in a couple, in a month. I'm there's no change in happening. Yeah, you're still young though. 32 is still young. Yeah, but I'm also I'm also stubborn. So yeah, I, but I also change. at some point, pops are going to tank. I actually want them to, so I don't have to keep spending money. <laughs> you're like, don't fucking tempt me. It's I want them to stop. I like I love them, but like. I'd be fine if I didn't have to get any more, but like this compulsion within me, like I'm like I have to have them. Actually, I I, I know what that is. Like this is why, like I, the shit you're talking about, and mm-hmm. you know I don't look around the stuff that surrounds me and people. Every once in a while, people like 
you don't drink? And I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I don't. Because there's that thing in the back of my head that's like, I might never stop. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. why no, I same. drink. Same. Exactly. That's why I don't do coke. I have no if problems I with excess whatsoever. I like toys, by God. <laughs> coke or hookers, I stay away from. <laughs> Remember when I got those NECA movie turtles and I was like, this is it. This is the la- These are the last toys I need ever. <laughs> yep. And, and then they're like, worse. then they're like, hey, we got cartoon turtles now. I'm like, okay. And you're like, cool. Now I'm a NECA ambassador. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. So what's going on with you, Kelly? Uh, you fucking. You, so you made it out of the free comedy day alive? I did. I made it through another one. Busy as hell, but not as busy as the past years, which was nice. Because we didn't do Facebook advertising this year. And so that kind of cut down on the amount of people that just come in, take the comics, and walk out. Smart. I mean, you still got those people, but sure. it wasn't as bad. So You had more of uh, people that were there because it was free comic book day, not yes. just to go grab shit. Yes. Yeah, and uh, we everything kind of worked out smoothly. Like It was pretty nice. There's only one real shithead. Um, but like other than that, everyone was pretty cool. It was a solid, solid free comic book day. Well, that's fucking wonderful to hear, man. Yeah. Yeah, like no, you, everything worked out. You are uh, never far from my thoughts on every comic book day. <laughs> the next day, like, from just moving back and forth between the register and the credit card machine, my calves hurt. Uh, I believe that. Like, that, that is, that's never happened to me before. <laughs> that's what you call a, repeated, a repetitive stress injury. Yeah. It's good stuff. And then uh, yesterday, I was walking around my front lawn cleaning things up because there's a bunch of like branches that fell down. So I was like, "All right, I'll get rid of these." And I'm 95 percent sure that a, a full-grown human man just took a shit on my lawn. <laughs> oh God! Like, there's, it's got it. It has to be a person because it's it's either an enormous dog, but like. And it's if it's a dog, it's got to be like a wild dog, because it was like right by my house, like and that's it was like a good thirty forty feet away from the sidewalk. That's really upsetting. Have you so cons- like have you considered a werewolf? I mean, like mid transformation, mid transformation, finally hit him, and he's like, "Oh God!" I haven't not considered it. <laughs> I mean, like, I'll, it was that. I was like, well, maybe, like, I don't know what turkey shit looks like. Because we get we started to get turkeys in the neighborhood. I feel like turkey shit is, like, bird shit. It's probably yeah, liquidy. I don't, yeah, I would assume, but I don't know. <laughs> I, I'm sure it was a guy. Like, my uncle, no, my second cu- I have a family member who shit in some random person's garage. They were walking down the street and had to go when they were young, and they just walked into somebody's open garage oh and took a shit. God. Fucking savages. Yeah. Not... Box of shit to somebody. <laughs> oh, God damn it. I just got a text that says it was me from Mahoney. <laughs> <laughs> got him. Now I know. He's, he was talking to those squirrels that try to break into my house and he took a shit while he was here. I found a picture of turkey shit, by the way, so I think you can rule it out. All right. What's it, what's it look like? Hang on. It looks like a tiny little 
It looks it looks more it's more turds than it is like bird shit, but oh, it's yeah. super tiny. Like the size of a crayon. Oh yeah. Oh like a, like a like a duck shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It kind of looks like a cigarette. Uh don't smoke that. <laughs> oh, Mahoney keeps laughing. Ever get high on <laughs> duck shit? Right in my fucking lawn, it says. <laughs> <laughs> just, just cap, just capital letters laughing at, at, at me. <laughs> I should have known. I should have known. <laughs> got him. Yep, got him. Uh, so last night I watched a movie on uh, Amazon Prime that I'd never heard of before. The Matrix. But... <laughs> no, I'd heard of that one. <laughs> So you know how you just go on like Netflix or Prime and you just scroll through the movies and like you're not even you don't even really have the intention of watching a movie you're yes. just like I want to look at these yes oh yeah I like to so I, did... I like to collect them in my queue but never watch oh, yes. them yes exactly mm-hmm. so I was doing that last night until I happened upon a movie called Human Lanterns and it's a 1980s Shaw Brothers movie. Uh, now I just got a text that's full of poop emojis and then one clown face. <laughs> <laughs> so the, it's a, like a 1980 or 1981. It's uh, by you know Shaw Brothers, so it's a you know a Chinese kung fu movie. But it's like so you get your kind of traditional Shaw Brothers movie. You know, it's about two competing lords. Uh, one of them, they're kind of competing. They're like, okay, we're going to have be the biggest, best lord in the, the village or whatever. And so one of them's like, all right, I'm going to get the best paper lantern and I'm going to beat this guy at this. So he goes to this like uh, lantern maker and he's like, hey, you know, I want the best one. How, how can I get you to make it for me? And this dude's like, no, 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 you got to go to this guy. He, he'll, he'll hook you up. So he sends him to this guy. And it turns out this guy is a dude that this one lord, like, beat up and disgraced seven years ago and took everything he had. But when the lord sees him, he treats them like they're old best friends. <laughs> and so the guy's like, yeah, yeah, I'll help you. I'll make this lantern for you. And then he just just goes and fucks his whole shit up. Huh. So he slowly, like, over time... Destroys this whole guy's life. Takes both the guys... uh, The woman he's having an affair with... And his wife... Kills them and skins them. And turns them into lanterns. There it is. There's the human lantern. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. So you get, you know, your typical Shaw Brothers movie. But suddenly... It turns into a horror movie where someone's getting skinned. Ah, and as Mo- as uh, Nice sent us the picture of <laughs> him admiring a mole on this woman's skin that he's going to turn into a lantern. That's it's, super fucking dark. Yeah, it's a weird ass movie. It's a it's a it's an interesting time. You know, the fight scenes are rad as hell as you'd expect from a Shaw Brothers movie. It is not what I expected because all of a sudden, like, it's just kind of out of nowhere where it turns into a horror movie suddenly. That's awesome. And, and then it just goes back to being a normal Shaw Brothers movie. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's on Amazon Prime. I, I recommend it. Fantastic. 
Well, it's, I'm going to put it in my list. Well, I, I, it's you have to assume it's kind of like, um, you know, people that turn people into lampshades. You know, yeah. lanterns are just the old school lampshades. Exactly. Very true. Oh, uh, I almost super daved right there. <laughs> We're talk- oh, and then I've been playing, I thought of one more thing I've been doing. I've been playing a bunch of this game on Switch. It's called Valhalla. But that it shit is looks really weird. Oh yeah, it's real weird. It's if it's spelled out V A dash one one Hall dash A, and it's essentially a cyberpunk bartending simulator. Nice. Like, and it's uh, just like a, it's uh, just like a visual novel essentially, and you're playing the bartender talking to your bar patrons, and you just go through her life like you know working at the bar. And when you get off work, you go back to your house. You can buy stuff, or and you can like read the news of the day and go on like shitty future Reddit and that kind of stuff. It's it's interesting. It's well, it's very well written game. I've I've been enjoying it so far. But that sounds boring as fuck. But yeah. I definitely see why you like it. Yeah, it's a book. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's a book on the screen. Like I I enjoy a visual novel every now and then. Not very often, but. Every now and then, and, and I really like a lot of the designs in the game. Like I haven't gotten to the part where I get to interact with the dog people yet, but I'm excited for that. So, uh, like the Ultra Shibo, the fuck it was called. Well, yeah, there's at some point like a uh, there's smart dogs that run like some kind of company, and they keep talking about how before the game started, they had rented out the bar to throw a party. So when the first day you're playing in the game, your whole the bar smells like dog piss. Oh god. And so like one of your coworkers is trying to clean everything. Very upsetting. <laughs> I like it. Imagine that in VR. <laughs> I was fucking running into doorways. Oh, that's like the time I went to my buddy's house to play VR and I tried to fight his TV. <laughs> <laughs> they also tell you, if someone hands you something, don't throw it. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite thing when I was uh, with VR, because there was this game where you were like supposed to defuse a bomb, mm. and you were sitting at a table to do it. And I was just picking shit off the table and throwing it across the room. <laughs> like That was my favorite thing ever. Yeah, like, I loved it. The part of it, I forgot to tell part of it, was like uh, you're supposed to decode this shit or whatever, and it's like Simon. You're supposed to remember the, the, the buttons, the colors, oh, and yeah, then yeah. recreate the sequence. But for some reason, our helmets were just a little bit offset. So we're touching the buttons that we're seeing, and it's just a flat surface. So I'm just assuming that it's there's the, just a flat surface there. But if you move over two inches, there's fucking buttons. And, oh, man, we are, oh. we are so bad at that <laughs> to the point where they're, they're just like, fuck it, you, you can move on now. I would love, to, I think working there would be cool just to watch people freaking out with their fucking helmets on, just doing stupid shit or being off balance. Oh, God damn it, Mahoney shit on my roof, too. <laughs> Uh, he's spry (laughs) you should have known when you saw that ladder (laughs) it wasn't Santa Claus 
fucking great. So did you guys watch the Far From Home trailer? Hell yeah. So the yeah. Far From trailer. Oh yeah. Yeah. Pretty cool. That was we, cool. We talked about it a little bit on Twitter about the uh, you know, they have the line in there about Mysterio being from Earth but from another dimension. And then uh Kelly, you brought up the idea that apparently that's Mysterio's deal in Spider Man. Yeah, because in Spider Man it was basically that the Mysterio of the six one six and of the Ultimate Universe were the same guy. Ah. But- he was controlling a robot body in the Ultimate Universe, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's why. So yeah, it was. It was essentially I. I could see him doing that. So it's like you know multiverse stuff. So Mysterio's tied in that way. So. And then, like Lee I, said, he could just be bullshitting too. That too, but bullshitting. honestly, all I know is that I want this to end with live action Tom Holland showing up in Spider Verse Two. <laughs> <laughs> Jose, did you watch the Far From Home trailer? No, because I've already seen one. Well, this was a like this. This, this makes might... it look like an entirely different movie. right, right? Yeah, because yeah. because it has plot points from Endgame that they touch on in it as well. So it's like this is kind of gives you an idea of what the movie's actually about. But do I want to know when's it come out? Uh, July second. July. Oh yeah, now I can wait. Fuck it. Yeah, I mean, I'm out now. Like, I'm done now. Like, I, I watched the one, and that's that's it. I'm finished. No, I'm done. So now I have no idea what the fuck is going on. <laughs> I like that. They also released a clip today. Ooh, like a long clip. Not watching that. It, yeah, I don't need to see that. I almost guarantee you'll hear about one of the things that's mentioned in it because ever since it came out, it's there have been two plot points or two things that I cannot see help but see in every bit of my feed of everything. Um, I won't say what they are. Like I won't be the one to spoil it for you. Well, but... I have drastically altered my social media behavior in recent weeks, so I'm good. It one thing that that was mentioned I thought was cool, but makes me kind of go like, like that's in, like weird. But I'm hoping. Well, I saw one person suggest that Mysterio might be Peter Parker from an alternate Earth. I could see that. Which, yeah, where they hired him instead of Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could. I mean, I could. Jake Gyllenhaal doesn't like look entirely. I mean, he's a like white guy with brown hair, so like he doesn't look entirely dissimilar to Tom Holland. No, in he, another world, that guy yeah, totally played yeah. Spider-Man. Well, yeah. he was he was supposed to Jake replace Tobey Maguire. Yeah, yeah, yeah he was supposed to. Yeah, for Spider-Man too. I'll be really happy if if he's Arno Stark. Yeah, that would I be mean, pretty great. Which I don't understand that reference. You know what? Actually, that would there's a bit in Endgame. Ar- Arno Stark is. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I haven't seen Endgame yet. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> uh, Arno is Howard and uh, what? Melissa's is Melissa Stark? Melissa's the first son. Yeah, mm. he is the Iron Man of 2020. Yeah, and so there's a a bit when he's when um. Starks at Camp MacGuffin talking to his dad. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, yeah, you know, the wife's pregnant. And he's doing this little thing that this math in his head, like, wait, like, there's a minute where he's like, is that right? Like, so, like, there's that could be him thinking that's not when the fuck my birthday is. So maybe. Well, 1970, I think that would definitely be around the time of Robert Downey yes. Jr., if not earlier. 
Yeah, I think that that I thought that his. I think I. I feel like I read somewhere that initially, like they lift, listed his birth year as sixty-eight or nine, but I guess seven. I mean, seventy's right in line with I mean, it. That yeah, they could they could fuck around and say he's a younger brother. You know, they they're not uh, they're, against changing things. Well, their timeline is all over the place at this point because of. I mean, mainly it's because of homecoming putting that eight years later thing. Because that would have put it. Yeah, but I think then, you, you can you can disregard that. You can. Yeah, I, I do. I do. I I ignore it, and I really just wish they would instead of putting a eight there, they just would have put years later. Like, don't tell. I, like, just say years later. I don't care. Like in the future. But far from you guys, real quick, takes place in twenty XX. Fucking Robert Downey Jr. Born April fourth, nineteen sixty-five. He's fifty-four years old. Okay, sixty-four. Fifty-four. Oh, okay. 54. So I looked that up and then like I wanted to know and then it's like people also search for this is Tom Holland Chris Evans and then it says Paul Rudd. Okay, Chris Evans born in 81. He's fucking 37 years old. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine, right? Paul Rudd who's played as a contemporary to a Captain America. The man is 50 years old. Yeah. Yep. They made yeah. a big April deal Smith, recently. 1969. He's a fucking vampire. Yeah, they made a Black big deal. Crack. <laughs> <laughs> they made a big deal recently when he turned 50 that, you know, it seems like he hasn't aged in the past 20 years. But then you think about it, and he played a college student in Clueless, and he looked like he was 35 in Clueless. So <laughs> he's just finally caught yeah. up to his age. It's got that Arn Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, fucking nuts. But the one th- one thing I really want, the thing I want most from Mysterio in this in Far From Home, the two things, I really want him to, I, I, this kind of spits in the face of the character a little bit, but I don't really have any kind of attachment to the comic version. One, I want him to be on the up and up. I think it would be more interesting if you maybe think that he's, you go in thinking that he might he's going to have a turn and then he doesn't because... I've seen that story, you know, we all have. Oh, the supposed ally is actually an enemy. Uh-oh, we got to stop him. That's true. And then, two, I just want him to be the Sorcerer Supreme of his Earth. And then he survive far from home and then have him team up with Doctor Strange in, like, Doctor Strange 2 or 3. What are some I'm examples? I'm not going to lie. I'll be fucking mad if he's magic. <laughs> <laughs> What are some examples of not be magic at all? A, a hero ending up being the villain that you can. Well, not necessarily a hero ended up being the villain, but like every version of Spider-Man has had some dude he looks up to that becomes a bad guy. Sure. Uh-huh. Like this kind of has been done to death. I see your point for sure. But we haven't had much in the way of someone posing as a hero who's really a piece of shit. No, no, not really. Yeah. Not like necessarily in like the MCU or in superhero movies, but I mean just in movies. I mean just just last year, like in Mission Impossible, it was done. Like, and I liked it, but it's kind of it was. I feel Henry like... Cavill's mustache all along. <laughs> You're right. It definitely is a trope for sure. Yeah, I think it. I mean, my assumption is he's probably you know he's probably the behind actually the one behind the elementals and either their illusions or if he is magic that he somehow unleashed them. Or like something like that, but 
I don't know. I, I think it'd be more interesting if he's actually on the up and up. Kelly says, "Are you guys are you guys ready for me to just shit all over this movie if he's magic?" <laughs> <laughs> Kelly says, "I don't want him to be want him to be magic, and he better not have an instant kill mode in his suit." Yep. <laughs> I mean, I think he should be like he's fucking Mysterio. He should be. Well, I could also see him being kind of almost like Alexander Luther slash Lex Luther, like where he's from an alternate Earth and he's good, and his evil counterpart is from like Spider Man's Earth, and he's the like he's come here to stop him. I would be all right with that. There's all kinds of ways. And he does magic trick at the end. As long (laughs) as there's a shitbag Mysterio that's a stunt man that makes awesome shit. Yeah, it's also be bullshit fake. It's a special, realized special effects, basically. Yeah, and yeah, because that's my, been my fucking... greatest fear with Mysterio is that they would just forget all that and be like, "Oh, he's magic now," because that's not Mysterio. <laughs> we'll find out soon enough. So, fucking, what would you think, Jose? You went at, had a chance to go out and see the End Games? Eh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he sounds like me. <laughs> I'm joking. I thought it was pretty good. Well done. I think they, they like, right from the beginning, they hit you in the heartstrings because it's like, yeah. this shit's going on, and then they're gone, and they're like, remember? <laughs> remember how One you One more felt? time, let yeah. me show you a man losing his family right before his eyes that sends him into a fucking fit of rage. Well, uh, you know, the two kids and the wife, yeah, but the kid who wanted the mayo on his hot dog, you know. Yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> Did you hear that that originally was going to be the way that Infinity War ended? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's weird. That would have been a bad choice. Yeah. It works so much better as the cold open of, of Endgame. That yeah, would have been it's terrible. Like, slow. The, the, I did love the opening. Like, the, the, you know, the music change. They eventually gave you the Avengers opening. Yeah. But the yeah, uh, oof! I didn't cry once. <laughs> Not once. I've, I'm kidding. I, I fucking I cried. Teared through, up. Yeah, I cried through the I whole thing. Teared up when she hit the goddamn bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> you were just ready. You were ready to be hurt. Yeah, I was like, oh my god, that's so beautiful. Man, I, I cried more that. watching General Hospital last week. Oh. So Dude, Kelly didn't was, like it, huh? No, he liked fine. it. He liked I it. I liked it. It's, it. Speaking of Hawkeye's daughter, like the first time I saw the movie, I saw you know like you see her, and then later the the three kids that um, come up to Hulk for a picture, the 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 girl that's with him, I'm like, damn, she looks so much like Hawkeye's daughter. Looking them up, they're sisters. They're uh, Joe Russo's daughters. Ah, uh, huh. shit, loads of cameos. They said this is the last chance. Anyone who ever wanted to be in one of these, yeah, y'all better. Did you see fucking Matthew Barry? Yes. <laughs> ESPN fantasy football analysis. Matthew <laughs> fucking Barry escorting goddamn ESPN, the, the global leader in sports, <laughs> leader of Shield. That fucking was hilarious. Well, you missed it entirely. But not only was Matthew Barry in it, but. Fucking, did you hear about LaShawn McCoy spoiling it? No. LaShawn McCoy, LaShawn McCoy, on the Friday that Endgame came out, tweeted, RIP, my man, Tony Stark, 
why'd they have to kill Iron Man? And then Matthew Barry dragged him for a week. Oh. Yeah, LaShawn McCoy became public enemy number one. Oh, goddamn, Mahoney shit in the basement, too. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, everybody knew that was coming. So no, was... I didn't know he was going to shit in my basement. <laughs> he gave you so many hints. <laughs> How does he have that much shit? <laughs> I, he must have been saving it up. Jars. Maybe he was just like put him in little Tupperwares and just like plopped it out. <laughs> oh my god. So Jose, what's, what were some of your favorite parts? Uh, fucking Dude Thor was goddamn hilarious. <laughs> Oh man, uh, that was the shit. There's, um, there's been a backlash against oh, Fat Thor. That's just not uh, fuck people because I am. He's he's made to be the butt of the jokes, and also because people don't like that. You know, they made this guy fucking fat. But no, like, no, the only ones complaining are the fucking ladies because this was the first movie that they didn't get to see fucking abs on someone's back. Right. So I don't want to hear shit. Because at both movies, when he turned around, everyone was like, oh. So yeah. don't fucking give me no bullshit. Yeah, it killed him. so many lady boners. I get it. People yeah, being pissed and calling it fat shaming, like, make me so, like, like so infuriated. Because the mo- and, es- and especially the more times I've seen this movie, like Captain America is my favorite character in the movie and, and in Marvel and whatever. But Thor's arc is really rivaling his for me for my favorite of this movie because, and I said this last week, he is a broken man, and like you see that, like he has lost everything. Like these last every movie since Thor the Dark World, like, he's lost stuff. It's like, well, not Avengers 2, but, like, he's lost more and more and more, and, like, it's not fat-shaming. Lost his girl, lost his mom, lost his brother, lost his dad. That moment where he's like, oh, shit, I am still worthy after all. It's It's a great great moment, and just because characters make fun of somebody's weight, that's not, like, fat-shaming. Like, you can, and especially, and I, I've seen this argument, and then I've seen people argue against it, but the two characters that kind of poke fun at it are Rocket and Rhodey, and they're known for being snarky in these movies. And I've seen other people say, like, oh, well, you know, that doesn't excuse it. But, like, I'm sorry, like, fuck you if you think that this is fat shaming, because it's well, not. Also, like, you know what that means? That means the people that think that it's fat shaming, they don't have good friends. Yeah. If this because was fat, a real friend would call you on that bullshit. Yeah, and Rocket <laughs> says that Quill is one sandwich away from being fat in Guardians yeah. 2. Like he if if true fat shaming would be Thor not being worthy because he's fat. Right. right. Or Thor Yeah, or the like, hammer doesn't come and and right. said a sandwich comes into like, his hand. But <laughs> like is actually like <laughs> the fucking foot long hoagie flies yeah. into his hand on Asgard. I no, that's I a actually, cool power. I I want to say that this is actually very good representation of somebody who's going through a struggle and it shows that just because you put on weight or just because you're you're like not maybe in the best place psychologically doesn't mean that you're worthless and that you're unworthy it it you are not the sum of all of your problems mm-hmm. and I I really think that people are focusing like 
I don't. I just. The wrong end of it. But you are meant to laugh at him, though. Yeah, like, right. Yeah, like, meant to laugh at his trauma. He right. Well, it, well, and and his what his actions and his words too. He is definitely right. the comedic relief in a an otherwise sad, brutal fucking movie. And you, yeah, but it's you all ever, beer gut. That's what the joke is. It's all beer gut. It's all beer gut, and it come and the the joke isn't like just like haha, fat people are funny. It's the stark contrast from where he was to where he is now like he was like the mo- one of the most ripped people like ever and to see him like this and and his actions are are you know some of his like wanting a bloody mary like yeah that's meant to be funny but that doesn't negate the the underlying sadness like comedy comes from tragedy and people I think people just think because you're meant to laugh at some of his things that they're meant to make it seem like well fat people are bad which it's not I See, I've never, I never a... saw it as fat shaming. I saw it as just like making fun of this dude's breakdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he, you I know. do wish he would have ordered a white Russian, though. <laughs> 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 That's um, so from the beginning, it was brilliant, and then and then they fucking just chopped his head off. <laughs> <laughs> movie over and, and then it like fades to black yeah thor for, expected like, he, he was gonna chop thanos's like, head off and he was gonna feel better and it just didn't happen yeah but the, but it's like fade to black for a long time and then it's five years later <laughs> even the words come in fucking slow um goddamn once they start going back in time, and then it's it turns into a, a best of. Remember how cool this was. <laughs> I lost my shit. I was like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" They're do like I sat up in my seat. I had a big <laughs> smile on my face, and I said, "Are they gonna fucking do this?" And they pulled it off fucking perfect. They gave everybody their. Their moment and fucking Cap versus Cap, brilliant. Yep. And he's like, I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. I know you can, you fucking asshole. <laughs> and you. I got eyes on Loki. Then, what, what I loved also was like the role reversals. Like the scene, the one where they're all in the um, elevator and then Cap gets on with them which is the reverse opposite of the other scene from Civil War where or Winter Captain Soldier the elevator, Winter Soldier and they all get in with him. Yeah. Anybody want to get off? They did the the kind of flash forward, you know, the um they did the Captain America holding Thanos's fist, but they did that with Miss with Captain Marvel, which was kind of cool. And then the end, end where they ended it the same way the last one did. You know, he sits down, takes a breath, yep. looks around, and is like, "Fuck!" <laughs> <laughs> I traveled through time for this shit. <laughs> yeah, fuck, man. At least in the other, I should have just stayed at the cards. I fucking like, won, and, and here, I fucked myself. <laughs> He's he won and then he fucked himself. Yeah, because that that Thanos knows he won, but he never got to taste. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like like he sees. Oh shit! I did it. 
and then he has that false sense of accomplishment but then now the pride kicks in and he's like well i want to fucking i gotta do it then you fucking hear other me i'm inevitable bitch (laughs) that was pretty cool and then chop roll that shit was fucking sweet um black black widow threw me for a loop that was kind of cool though makes sense yeah yeah, I lo- I love that they play the like Soulstone Vormir like sacrifice music um, that played both for when Thanos killed Gamora in the last movie and plays here when when Black Widow uh, sacrifices herself. I love that they play that score um, when she meets Hawkeye in Tokyo. Oh no shit! Ah. Yeah, if you listen to it, it's the same music. So it like it's it sets up what's going to happen from the beginning. Yeah, I didn't rec. I didn't hear it. I didn't recognize it until like the second or third time I saw it. So I didn't hear it the fourth time. I was humming it before it happened. That's awesome. So I, I asked these guys in in the the thing. So to get the stone, you have to give a soul. But if you put you bring the stone back, because he's got to put it back. Yeah, no, then, no. Can he then have a choice of all the sacrificed souls before to bring one back? No refunds. <laughs> that, yeah, that's that's part of the deal. No for, no refunds. Well, that yeah, but he has to put this. It doesn't matter. No refunds. He's got to put the stone back. Yeah. Yeah, but it, like it's it's basically you have to pay to get it out, but you can put it back in for free. Yeah, it's a it's a deposit. Yeah. <laughs> You get the deposit back. You, fucking, you ding the corner. There's there's a cool uh, uh, cartoon of you know Cap going back and putting all the stones back, and then he gets to Red Skull, and he's like, "What the fuck is this shit?" And then someone responded to the cartoon of Cap saying, "Why is this planet covered in dead women?" It well make done. it makes sense that it had to be Natasha because I mean she's got no family, she got nothing yeah. left. You know her goal was to bring everybody back, and if if she's got to sacrifice herself, that's that's what she got to well, do. I mean, it's right. a completion of the arc essentially that was set up in the first Avengers movie where she's like, "I've got red in my ledger. I want to wipe it out. What yep. better way to wipe it out than to bring back trillions of people?" Mm-hmm. Like she surely did not kill that many. It all, it all fucking, it all plays, man. It's all tight. Man, I gotta say, I've come full circle on Scarlett Johansson. I used to think she was sucky, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm well, Team ScarJo now. The character was sucky. They, she got better. The character got better. Yeah, it all got better. Like her first two times were not the best of Black Widow's character in any way. She did a really good job in this movie. And fucking Rocket talking shit about her uh, Captain Marvel's haircut. <laughs> her haircut fucking sucked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you hadn't seen Captain Marvel before you saw Endgame. No, no, I, I did watch that scene you sent me, though. Okay, so did her introduction confuse you at all, or were you just well, on no, board? No, because I, mean, I knew she was coming, and I expected her. Okay. You know what I mean? Like it, it wasn't like I was like, "Who's this bitch?" But you watched the mid-credit sequence from Captain Marvel, and then, well, after Infinity, after War, the fact, so it, yes, it, it didn't really matter. I mean, 
when the light showed up, my first thought was that's Captain Marvel. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, no shit. Captain Marvel. She, they got to bring her in some way. What better way? She's space person. So have her. <laughs> but uh, how they? How, did she just come across them? Well, no. See, if you look at the mid credit sequence from Captain Marvel, Cap still has his beard in that scene. Right. So theoretically, she no, she's been there for a while. But what I'm saying is, is how did they know where Tony was? Oh, there had to be some sort of fucking Iron Man, low jack or or whatever. Yeah, or fucking Rocket would have told him how to find the Milano, the, the, the Benatar. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, it was Benatar, as, that's right. Yeah, because other than that, her just stumbling upon them is is lame. But, um, you know, uh, uh, duh, space, <laughs> Marvel, Cat Marvel, they gotta bring her in. So, so no shit. So that that didn't surprise me. I just I just rolled with it. Yeah. I knew it, knew what was coming. It makes sense. You gotta get him back to Earth. Do it. Let's go. Um, was thrown out I, I thought that they would at least have her put the the gauntlet on um, yeah yeah i i thought she was wildly underused a little bit a little bit yeah for for as big of a deal as they made she really didn't play a big part except for she took the ship down single-handed right it like really that, that helped with the overall fight it kind of helped to evil even the playing field at that moment in time but other than that kind of she did two things <laughs> you're not needed. wrong it was more like a marketing decision like let's let's basically pretend she's going to be important so that more people will want to see her movie ah uh, that bugs me <laughs> that really bugs mm -hmm. me that you say that <laughs> like mm -hmm. like, like oh it's going to play so much so into it, right? You gotta see it, right? You gotta I fucking see had it. no problem with any of her shit at all. <laughs> yeah, no, I didn't either. Like, you know, she, like I, I thought she was great. I have no, I liked her fine in the movie. Yeah, I had no issue. Yeah. I just thought that she would have put the glove on, but I did I like her throw down. Why? Why? Because because of her abilities, she she's powerful. She would be able to withstand it even if she just had it on for like a moment and then it got taken back off yeah i, I wasn't expecting her to to win but i did expect her to at one point put the glove on and fucking when, throw a couple punches when thanos rips the power stone out and punches her in the fucking grill <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i want to keep this one i want to keep this one <laughs> I just wish she had a little bit more to do in the movie. Yeah, well, that's, like, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, The movie should. It was about the the first Avengers. The first yeah. Avengers. Sure, that's great for sure. Yeah. Like, I I'm glad she wasn't the one that like finished everything off because that should have been somebody, one of the originals. Yeah, I'm no. glad it was Tony, but she, she should not. She should have had. I wish she had like I don't know a little bit more to do. I, I what I specifically I don't know, but like she was no rose. <laughs> oh my god good yeah. I feel like this conversation is one step away from being a Nathan Vinskyver video 
Well, the 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 you know the the uh, the chicks got a splash page. That was pretty cool. When yeah. they all said, "No, fuck that. We got your back. Let's roll, chicks." And they fucking came and threw down, knocked some fuckers out. That was cool. Chicks roll. I got no beef for chicks. Um, that's the part I hated most about the movie, actually. <laughs> Well, hey, well, at least, you know, I'm not saying it. I'm glad you dug it. Um, Jose says, not enough F word. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Beautiful. Beautiful send off. It makes sense. It makes sense. You you give Tony the opportunity to be the hero and Mm -hmm. know. Make the sacrifice play. He saved the day. He did the right thing. All all of that. Cool. He, He got to do that. Uh, and then Cap, all he ever did was fight for somebody else. So now he gets a chance to fucking take care of himself for a little bit. Yeah. Imagine... Sit back and watch the 9 11 happen. <laughs> Imagine that first load he busts. Well, you know it hurt. <laughs> It's got that Superman effect, right? Uh, which one of you was talking about Peggy just hobbling around? Oh, the one shot of her just walking funny. That's all it is. Oh, fantastic. I'd watch it. Awesome, man. We did it. Well, um, this probably will not be the last time we talk about Endgame yeah. in the foreseeable future. Well, so, and, you know. and also... I, I do need to see it a second time. Yes, absolutely. Uh, and last week I asked John Michael to kind of write a eulogy to this this version of the MCU since it is it is a a closure of sorts. And then you know we talked about Endgame so long last week I completely fucking forgot about it. So that's why JM's back on this week, and he's got a little some some words to say about the MCU if if you guys don't mind. You know, bow your heads. I preface this by saying, like, I give it about a C minus on quality. <laughs> like, I've never one, I've never written a eulogy before, and two, like, I wrote something for last week, and then we talked, and like, most of what I want, like, a huge chunk of what I wanted to say was just said during conversation. We touched on it, and then like, I wanted to rewrite it, and I, I told Nice out like I was going to see the movie a couple times this week, and then I wanted to rewrite it after that, and then I got busy during the weekend, and yesterday at work, I'm like, shit, I haven't rewritten it yet, so I had like. 15 minutes to quickly rewrite it because I was so busy at work yesterday. So I give it a C minus, maybe, maybe a C plus. Definitely right. not my favorite part. So, <laughs> so way to build it up. <laughs> now I'm excited. No, you know, set X. I'm, I am, I am always a uh, set expectations low. And that way, if you exceed them, so when I fucking happy, crush it, <laughs> you under ex- promise over deliver. I respect that. It's, it's a much better strategy than than hyping it up and then everybody being disappointed. That's right. So, all right. So everybody, bear with me. All right. Bow your heads, you fucking savages. <laughs> all right. There was an idea, you know this, called the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The idea was to bring together a group of remarkable movies, see if they could become something more, see if they could work together to do something that na- had never been done before in cinematic history. 22,898 minutes. That's how much of my life I have devoted to seeing MCU movies in theaters. That equals 
381.6 hours or 15.9 days. To say that I'm a fan would be an understatement. These movies are core to my being at this point. They flow through my veins like lightning or cheese whiz, depending on who you ask. (laughs) The MCU has been there through good times and bad. It has been an escape from the often cruel and chaotic world. As this chapter of the MCU has reached its conclusion, and we say goodbye to characters that we have known and loved for a decade, I want to take a bit of time to honor this crazy universe they created. People say ashes and ashes, dust to dust, and that seems pretty fitting for this chapter of the MCU. The Infinity Saga has ended with a snap and has been scattered to the wind like dust. This leaves way to a bright future for our remaining characters. But while the MCU will continue, Endgame closes the long box on this volume of the story. Let's go back in time a little bit. I am Iron Man. That improvised line set the tone for a decade of movies to come. Like Fury said, Tony had become part of a larger universe without knowing it. The idea Marvel could weave together numerous characters through nearly two dozen movies to create a beautiful tapestry was something that no one ever thought possible, especially in the early 2000s, when an onslaught of superhero movies began populating the box office. Some of these attempts to bring these characters to life were good, or at least decent, and some missed the mark in spectacular fashion, i.e. the Galactus Cloud. (laughs) Then came... (laughs) Then came Kevin Feige, a man burdened with glorious purpose. He saw what was and dreamed of what could be. After cutting his teeth on previous Marvel projects, he set his sights higher with the help of Jon Favreau and others. They introduced Iron Man to the masses. And despite the production of the movie reportedly being a shit show, the final product was anything but. And with the movie's release, a new era of comic book movies was ushered in. Through it all, you could tell that those behind these movies truly cared about the characters and wanted to produce the best movies possible. That does not mean they were always, there were not some bumps in the road. Some of the movies did not soar as high as one would hope. Still, the highs are so high that they more than make up for the lows. Even when recasts were necessary, they worked out better, than, better in the end because we got Mark Ruffalo, who ruffalized the role of the Hulk, and Don Cheadle, who... Cheatalized Rhodey, I guess. <laughs> Kevin Feige formed an Avengers-like group of directors and other collaborators to help shape the MCU. The contributions of Joss Whedon, James Gunn, the Russo brothers, and others were instrumental. I'm nearing the end, just so everybody knows. <laughs> um, uh, with them, we have the full realization of what this little endeavor could be. A truly fleshed-out universe and what feels like a comic book movie come to life with Endgame. We now get to the man who's the face of the MCU, or at least he was, Mr. Robert Downey Jr. A little over a decade ago, you never would have thought of him as a superhero, yet he pulled it off in spectacular fashion, and now for generations to come, he will be Iron Man. Not seeing RDJ as a superhero was one thing, but pretty much no one could have imagined Chris Evans, the guy from such hits as Not Another Teen Movie or Cellular, as Captain America. He was also Johnny Storm in the Fantastic movie, but for the first of two actors uh, to play that role who would go on to redeem themselves in the MCU. He came in and proved everyone wrong. While Steve can do do his thing all day, it's sadly time for RDJ and Chris Evans to hang up their suits. They are by no means the only one truly wonderful characters to be introduced. We have gotten Black Panther, Black, uh, Black Widow, Thor, a spectacular Spider-Man, a tree, 
and a chick with antenna, and a talking raccoon, or rabbit, depending on who you ask, amongst many more. I would go on uh, to list all the amazing performances and amazing characters, but since most of them are continuing on post-endgame, I will just leave it at this. The casting director, Sarah Haley uh, Finn, is a secret weapon of the MCU. She has done an almost flawless job with casting. Getting these amazing performances started with her. While the MCU will continue, this is the end of the MCU as we have known it. We may have ha we have had years of buildup and anticipation. Now that it is over, I admit I feel a bit lost. I am thankful for the experiences and am thrilled with how it turned out. However, I feel like a part of me was lost when Iron Man snapped his fingers and when Steve stayed in the 1940s. I am so thankful for the joy that this saga has brought me and countless others. While others may take for granted what was accomplished here, not us. For comic book fans, this is truly a validation of our fandom. What was niche is now mainstream. 20 years ago, you would never have imagined the general audience would know what an Infinity Stone or gem <laughs> was or th what Than who Thanos, Bucky, Groot were. It is truly remarkable. The MCU, like Captain Marvel or Captain America, proved its worth with Endgame. And like Thor, we knew it would all along. It has done Stan, Jack, Steve, and all the rest very proud. Thank you to all who made this wonderful universe. We love you 3000, MCU. The DC movies would love somewhere in the low three to six hundred or six hundred and ninety range. <laughs> and the end. That was beautiful, Dan. I've been known to do a, do a wedding or two in my time. Um, I would say if uh, you got a funeral coming up, give Del Michael the shout. <laughs> <laughs> He yeah, delivers that there. exact eulogy at the funeral. <laughs> oh, God, Mahoney's here. Oh, Mahoney's here. I, I have a eulogy of my own I thought I would like to share. Oh, God. Okay, go ahead. Shit in my house. This is for Kelly's mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> which I have just decimated. Just filled it to the brim. <laughs> it is overflowing, Kelly. The door barely closes. Oh, man. That is, uh, a, I believe that is a federal crime. You got this mailbox probably, let's estimate, like, 1997. <laughs> it served you well. I'm sure at least one plow has hit it. It's got dents and dings, and it's probably fading in paint. And now it's full of my shit, Kelly. <laughs> oh, man. Where does it keep coming from? Fiber, Kelly. Do you save it? No. It's super regular. Fantastic. Yeah. Eat a vegetable, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Worth doing. Worth it. Right. Worth it. When Mahoney keeps selling hell, Kelly's mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney kept sending Kelly texts and I was just like, I should probably send him the link to the call. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Worth oh. it. Well, thank you, JM, for doing that. I appreciate it. No problem. None, thank you none for of us. None of us could have uh, said it better. Thank you. So, well uh, rock some tox top sixes real quick, and then uh, Let's do it. talk rock comics. Rock some robots. <laughs> rock some talk some robots. Well, we should talk comics for the first time in fucking weeks, too, while we're yeah. at it. Especially post-free comic book day. We'll power through. We'll power yeah. through. Good stuff. So, yeah. So, uh, this week, uh, Nines had the idea to, uh, in honor of not only... Uh, the passing of Peter Mayhew, but because of the whole uh, May the 4th of it all, we'll do a Star Wars thing. And so put the call out for uh, favorite 
Star Wars characters. So, uh, I'll go first. Start off at number six. Uncle Itchy. <laughs> because I respect a man that will straight up watch porn in his living room on Space Christmas. <laughs> Space Christmas. The fucking guy is all right with me. Hey, how else are you going to celebrate? I'm just saying. And also, no subtitles. <laughs> uh, number five, uh, Cornelius Evazan. He's the fucking wanted on 12 systems guy. Uh, You'll be dead. That fucking guy. Didn't give a fuck about him until them Afro comics. And turns out he's quite the accomplished sociopathic villain. Nice. Big fan. Like, we're not reading the Dr. Afro comics. You should be reading the Dr. Afro comics. Uh, number four. Sorry, nice. I'm going to put K2SO on this fucking list. He's the, the, the big sparmy fucking Alan Tudor robot from the, the Rogue One movie. Yeah. Which I K- quite K- enjoyed him. K2SO? Alan Tudics. K2SO, I feel like, was one of the best parts of Rogue One. He was like one of the only characters with a character. You, yeah, he's great. He's, he's super fun. He actually, uh, like, it, maybe it's, it's not K2SO, but it's another K2 droid helps you through in the Star Wars VR. Like, he oh, guides okay, you cool. along. I dig that. Uh, number three, just, you know, to be tapping on the uh, the original trilogy a little bit, fucking Han Solo rules, you guys. Like, he, he does. Fuck, fuck Luke Skywalker. It's Han Solo all day. He's the fucking best. Uh, number two, I got a tie between BT-01 and Triple Zero, <laughs> the murder droids from the Hell aforementioned yeah. opera comics, because they're the fucking best. Like, having them, like, like, the 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 triple zero arc in the past couple of years, where like you know he just recently found out his whole thing is that like you know he wanted to find out where he came from. Turns out it was just an accident. It was just he's a programming glitch, and it fucks him up. He gets has like this existential crisis until he realizes that his murder buddy is actually still alive, and that brings him back from the brim. Fantastic, uh, and that must mean the number one best Star Wars character of all time is Doctor Aphra. <laughs> For reasons too numerous to list. Yep. Yeah. Fucking read them comics, people. I knew when I suggested this topic, you'd at least be able to fill out three of the spots, Lee. They're the fucking best, you guys. (laughs) Best best character by far. Like they're the fucking best. Like like she's she's a scumbag, right? She's totally a scumbag. But like she doesn't like she doesn't want to be a scumbag. It's just kind of in her nature. She can't help it. Like it's it's She's beautifully tragic character. It's great. Highly recommend. Read them goddamn comics, people. It's good stuff. But yeah, that's it. Fucking short and sweet. That's my top six. Nice. Uh, um, let, me in. let me in. Let me in. What do you, you got, Jose? All right. Number one, shout out to them at at. Is it ATAT? Where are they? Okay. Yeah, that works. Either way. Yeah. Because I feel that they're a character in their own. Sure. Like, like. No, I'll allow that for sure. Their scenes were, you know, they're like its own character. Shout out. You remember that uh, old movie yeah. with the walking things? Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, number six, I agree with you. Solo, he's the shit. Uh, young Solo, old Solo, definitely shout out to the young Solo. That movie, uh. Deserves more. The, yeah. That the movie deserves more time, in yeah. that universe. They deserve to continue to tell that story. 
So stop fucking around, Disney. Uh, number five, got me some Bubba Fett. <laughs> Bubba Fett, his <laughs> southern cousin. <laughs> fucking when Bubba Fett shows up, you know shit's about to get real. Um, number four, Solo Lando. Nice. And also Lando that sits in front of Nice's bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> shout out, shout out. The homeboy letting you know you peed all right, yeah. man. Uh, I think it was the first Star Wars celebration we went to when Mary came down here. Uh, they had a poster for sale. It was "Welcome to Orlando," but it's a painted version of Billy D. Williams Lando, and he's kind of like standing in front of the O and the R, and he's giving you the the double fucking guns. That's kind of cool. It is pretty cool, and I have it hanging in my hallway outside my bathroom so if i leave the door open to my bathroom when i'm sitting down in the bathroom he's just looking at me just encouraging me to do what i'm doing <laughs> i like it you keep on pooping yep that's a nice log you got there fill <laughs> that like, mailbox thanks he's like hey <laughs> you got everything on that white <laughs> well done washing your hands young boy all right okay um, news they uh ordered a Batwoman series at CW. Look at that shit. Oh, the uh, uh, Ruby Rose one? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I thought they already did. I thought that's what the whole thing. Or she was just playing. It was just Batwoman. a pilot. It was a pilot. Yeah, she, was in the, she was in the crossover, yeah. Okay, so she she was just playing the character in someone else's show. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. She never had her own thing. Right. That's fucking right. cool. She was awesome. Now, now she does. Fuck yeah. That's cool. As um, you were, Jose. My mistake. Sorry about that. Uh, number three, specifically, episode eight, Ghost Yoda. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> like a fucking drunk uncle. He uh. did not give a fuck. <laughs> he said, burn it down, baby. <laughs> it's just books. I don't give a fuck. I can't hold them. You think I give a shit about books? I can't read them anymore. You pick it up. You going to read to me? Then fuck it. Ah, uh, so episode eight, Ghost Yoda. I I would, <laughs> I want to see a goddamn epic buddy movie with epic with with Ghost Yoda and fucking Dude Thor crossover. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, that's a, uh, an episode of the What If TV show right there, right at Disney. Um, number two, specifically Rogue One Vader. Nice. Yeah, because come on, like, did he not come in and just wreck shit? Like, that's what I wanted to see in the prequels. Where the fuck has that been this whole goddamn time? It took it took over four. It took over six movie. No, well, it was the six. It took six movies to give us Vader wrecking shit. Well, that's, actually, that was the movie. that was the eighth movie. No, I mean since the prequels, six, the the three prequels, seven and eight. No, no, no. Rogue, Rogue One, One came out between seven and eight. But if you're talking all the movies, then it would have been the eighth movie. Wow, I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. like yeah. there's so many you. movies that came out that had Vader that he did not do anything. You like were about that. to you you. We're about to see ruthless Anakin twice, and they cut away when yeah. he fucked up all those sand people, and then when he killed yeah. all those kids. 
e- even if it was dipshit Anakin doing the action, still give us, show us Anakin doing some shit. So specifically, you know, Vader obviously is a great character, but specifically, if specifically, <laughs> I were to watch any scene first of Vader, I'd watch that first and last. Just turn it off before you get to CGI Princess Leia. Yeah. Um, which, which, speaking of, so what's up with that in the trailer? Is that really her, or did they CG her? Oh, it's they're, they're all extra. Scenes, they're talking; right? it's all extra footage from Force Awakens that they just kind of. So maybe that's why they they frost bitter so that they could use all those scenes in the next one. Who knows? Space space freeze uh, coming up. Number one. I mean, duh. Cue the goddamn duel of fates. Darth Maul, baby. <laughs> the greatest character to ever be fucked over so hard. <laughs> and then retro corrected given goddamn robot legs, but Yeah, it's like if you're just gonna kill him off, don't make him look so cool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> don't make him the fucking coolest bad guy you've ever created. And then be like, and now he's gone. Nah, like, just playing. Yeah, that right there showed you he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. We got a sale on Darth Maul's half off. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's my six. Nice. Solid. Fucking solid. Let's go to the Twitter. Okay, I got I got Twitter open right here. Go for it. Uh, Kristen Allen writes in. Uh, she says, not including the main three of past and present. So she went with some deeper cuts. Which uh, I appreciate. Number six, Count Dooku, which I would l- like some reasoning on that. But uh, I get it. She's into horror, and Christopher Lee's a, an old school Dracula, so I can see it. Uh, number five, Maz Kanata. Uh, Want to suck your force. <laughs> uh, uh, Lupita Nyongo with her uh, butthole eyes. Uh, no- ah, okay, okay, okay. Number four, Hera from Clone Wars. Uh, no, 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 from Rebels. Sorry, sorry. Uh, fake Star Wars fan over here. Uh, she's the the Twi'lek uh, pilot in Rebels. Uh, number three, Wicket and the Ewoks. I agree. Uh, Old choice. Uh, yeah, I almost put the Ewoks. As- Shout out to the Ewoks. Remember when for years the Ewoks were the biggest joke in Star Wars? Huh, huh. And then episode one happened. Uh, number two, Yoda. And then number one, Chopper from Rebels, who is a real little son of a bitch. I Get feel like I need job. to watch this fucking Rebel show. I, I is that tried... the new one or is it, that the one that happened? It's the most recent one. So Rebels is the new shit and Clone Wars is the stuff that they end. Well, actually, Clone Wars is coming back. Rebels just ended, I believe, and Clone yeah. Wars is coming back. People really like that show. I have tried watching both, and it's just so dry for me for some reason. I, I do. What seasons the Darth Maul run? Because I do want to. Like That's I talk true. a lot of shit, and I love Darth I Maul, but I've good. never watched any of. He's. That. I, I feel like he's in the in the second half of Clone Wars, and then um, mid mid Rebels too. Like he figures into Clone Wars a big deal. I I think. I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they and then they his brother in there too. Solo. And then now you're telling me you're not going to do any more? Fuck you. Well, they uh, uh, Disney put out their slate for the next four years, and they've got 
three untitled Star Wars movies from uh, 2022 to 2026, I believe. And that's probably just going to be another... The It's going to probably be the Ryan Johnson trilogy, but nothing as far as Star Wars story type movies coming out. But you know what? They could continue the Han Solo movie in a Disney Plus series if they want. Just give give us more of that. It didn't of make, what you started. It didn't make enough money. Fuck you. They got all the money. <laughs> <laughs> they got all the money. Fuck I don't you. ever want to hear that fucking reasoning from them. They got all the money. It's true. I but mean, also- they could continue it on without Solo. They could just continue like some of the, uh, like, Kira and, like, Maul sure. and other stuff and just, like, leave but that's Solo what I'm saying, out of More it. of that universe. Yeah. I'm not saying there has to be a solo too. You know, solo can drop in, but give us can continue telling a story with that timeline because you know it's kind of cool. You got Rogue One that's telling some stuff in between movies that and and events that matter. Then you got Solo that pieces together stories that you've heard from the past that now you get to see actually play out. That's fucking cool as shit. And give us fucking Doctor Afra movie. Yeah. Give us a reason to give us fucking. Darth Maul tearing shit up for realsies. You sons of bitches. <laughs> God damn. I'm just saying, it's not like it's a fucking company that's hurting for money that can't afford to put a movie together that has the rights to this property. Right, but also they're not going to sink money into something that they've already seen is possibly losing money. And then there was also... The Star Wars was just kind of overexposed at that point, too. Do a Darth Maul movie. Do a Darth Maul movie. <laughs> and t- tell me, do a Darth Maul movie that continues in the continuity of the Solo universe. And that see, ain't gonna make see money. how much money it makes? Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. You don't like do, the do idea it. of a series? Uh, where? A Disney Plus series, like a TV show. Have they announced that? No, but like... They could. No, I no. I'm cool with that. After a movie, he deserves a movie. After what they did to him, <laughs> uh, Vetter writes in to popcast at penalsonpages dot com. Uh, subject line: Houtini, which I appreciate. He says, uh, "Glad to shout outs to Bosk, the Tuscan Raiders, and Luke Skywalker." Luke getting the shout out. Tuscan uh, Raiders. Three. You know, sand people. Yeah, I know, but like a shout out? I mean, number six, Jar Jar Binks. Just, <laughs> Get the fuck yeah. out of here. <laughs> he was just the greatest abomination. Then I read of the Jar Jar Sith theory, and it made me watch the prequels with a whole new perspective. Mm. Google slash YouTube it if you haven't already. Uh, number five, the Jawas had an army of the toys, and they ruled the galaxy. Uh, number four. Darth Maul was basically a ninja Jedi. I love both of those. <laughs> Number three, Vader. Only Vader. No Annie. Any version prior to Rogue One Vader does not exist in my galaxy. <laughs> Number two, Boba Fett. He had a rocket pack. I was sold. And number one, Yoda. My man, he's always been. Childhood favorite, he was. Aw. Solid. Love it. Solid. Love it. Uh, what you got, uh... Kelly, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. All right. So I misunderstood what we were doing. <laughs> uh, I 
thought Nias had said we were doing our top six favorite yokai. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I went with. Okay. 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 All right. So number six, uh, Akaname. That is a spirit who comes into your dirty bathroom and licks the gross stuff off the bottom of oh. your tub. Oh. Oh, no. You don't want him there because he's creepy. And you don't want to walk into your bathroom late at night and see a ghost licking your bathtub. But also, I like a clean bathtub, so... Yeah. Uh, so how about five. you come lick it once a month? Let's just agree on it. <laughs> <laughs> like, clean it up for me. It'll and be preferably, right. like, when I'm at work. Yeah, Mo- yeah I don't want to walk in. Because he, o- he only shows up at night, though. That's the Okay, thing. so it's a specific night? Okay, yeah. so... Um, I'm going to a concert on this night. Is, does that work? <laughs> we could probably make that work. Nice. What's it called? Uh, Akaname. All right. All right. Looking All right. it up on Angie's list. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Angie's list. Uh, four and five are grouped together because I like them both because of their appearances in the Yokai trilogy from the 70s movies uh casa obake he is a possessed paper umbrella monster so he's like an, a paper umbrella with one eye and his you know your handle of the umbrella is like a person's leg of oh, i remember that guy yeah. sure yeah and he kind of just jumps around and acts all wacky look uh, at me i'm a new guy roko rokubi is a, a lady who looks like a sexy lady and then her neck just expands and just keeps expanding and is just really long and just and freaks you out. Into a yokai Roku box. Yep. <laughs> All right. Now I'm getting into some ones that need explanations. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I was with you. <laughs> All right. So, number 3 is another two-parter. This is together uh uh Hanako-san and Akamanto. So, these two both deal with the bathroom. Uh, Hakano-san, or Hanako-san, is a spirit of a young World War II-era girl who inhabits and haunts school restrooms. She is there to help Akamanto. Now, Akamanto is there in your bathroom, and if a person is sitting on the toilet, usually the last stall, a mysterious voice will ask them if they want a red paper or a blue paper. If you answer red, you will be sliced apart until your clothes are stained red. If, if they you choose answer a... blue, you shit in Kelly's mailbox! <laughs> <laughs> if you choose blue, you'll be strangled until your face turns blue. Now... Jesus. Yeah, but like in a sexy way. <laughs> yeah, because all you gotta do is just say pineapple and he lets go. Yeah. And so the other one just like hangs out and like helps him like hold knives and shit. We'll see what happens is any attempt to outsmart Akimoto by asking a different color results in you being dragged to the underworld by Nakosan. Oh. So she just waits and if you say something like any color, she'll just drag you into the toilet. The guy got you, motherfucker. Yeah. So you always say blue. No, cuz he'll choke you. Well, yeah, but y- it didn't say choke you to death. It said choke you till you were blue. Now here's what you do. Ignoring him makes him go away. You can also uh, respond with, I don't need paper, and he'll leave. Got him. Yeah, <laughs> bitch. I'm good. Yeah. I you got my own web wipes. Yeah. 
right, number two. Fucking uh, Kuche Sake Ono. Or sorry, Kuche Sake Ona. Ooh. She is the slit mouth woman. Uh you've Whoa. There's a good you may have heard this one before. Yeah, so she uh, takes the form of her a mask woman. And she's a slit mouth. <laughs> What's going on here? So she has a mouth uh she walks around wearing a mask and asks people if they think she's pretty. If you say no, she kills you with the scissors. If you say yes, she'll take the mask off and ask again. If you say yes that time, she'll cut your mouth to be just like hers. <laughs> if you say no that time, she just cuts you in half. What a beautiful and, culture. Yeah, but there are ways to trick her. If you just ask, and when she asks, am I pretty? If you say something like, ah, or you're average, you'll confuse her and you'll get the chance to run away. I'm like, a eh, solid six. Solid six. Yeah. And my number one, Shirime. It's an apparition in the shape of a man, but he has an eye in the place of his anus. <laughs> Solid. The story goes as follows. Long ago, a samurai was walking at night down a road to Kyoto when he heard someone calling out for him to wait. Who's there, he asked nervously, only to turn around and find a man stripping off his clothes and pointing his bare buttocks at the flabbergasted traveler. A huge glittering eye then opened up where the strange man's anus should have been. Oh my god. And that is my favorite Star Wars character. <laughs> that is better than any ghost story I ever heard as a child. <laughs> when he started this, I thought he was talking specifically about the Yokai Watch game, but then no. Lee linked to that picture of um What's the that one Akaname? called? Yeah, the 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 tub liquor. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not not yo, not cute yokai watch. No, was, no, we're going actual folklore. I was kind of expecting you to throw me for a loop and throw fucking Force Ghost Yoda in there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'll he'll show up when you're just kind of uh, at your weakest, and then burn down your fucking tree. <laughs> <laughs> Laugh in your face. Love it. All right, uh, we got a, Twitter, a couple Twitter ones. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, Matt Goldie at Matt Goldie, uh, number six. That stormtrooper that bonks his head in episode four, solid. Uh, number five, Obi Wan Kenobi. Number four, Darth Vader. Number three, Princess Leia. Number two, Luke Skywalker. And number one, R two D two. Yes, I'm old and grew up on the original trilogy. And he sent a gif of R two D two playing the bass. So that's dope. Uh. You know what? Fuck yeah, Obi Wan. What needs more love? I like it. Take who else we got on Twitter? All right. Uh, how about some uh, Ben, uh, who himself, just like Kristen, uh, disqualifies the core cast. Otherwise, this would be a boring list. And, I like it. Uh, you know, different strokes, different folks. Uh, number six, IG eighty eight, a droid revolutionary that Lando didn't want to fuck that we <laughs> know of. Uh, number five, Admiral Akbar, a hell of a leader and one of the coolest looking figures in the old Kenner line. Number four, the Rancor Keeper. I couldn't help but feel sorry for him a little bit. Oh, that guy. Uh, number three, Mace Windu. The prequels were mostly trash, but Mace was one of the few bright spots. Number two, Wedge Antilles, a survivor and one hell of a rogue. And number one, An inventor of the wedgie. <laughs> and number one, itchy Chewbacca, that old perv like to get freaky. 
Fuck yeah, Uncle Itchy. Uncle Itchy <laughs> made more than one <laughs> list. Goddamn right he did. As he should. Fantastic. Well, I actually have... House. I'll jerk it all I want. I actually have two top six lists, so let me let me throw one of mine out of here real quick. Have it. I'll do my top six non-core cast. Uh, number six, Max Rebo. Cool fucking blue elephant who plays the keyboard. And his name is in the band, and he doesn't even sing. So, like, what a fucking power play, man. Like the fucking, like, like Max Weinberg. Yeah. Uh, number five, I'm going to echo Kristen and go with Wicket T. Warwick from Return of the Jedi, uh, played by Warwick Davis. And you can c- kind of tell he's getting a little uh, a little Ewok boner in there when he's hanging out with uh, Carrie Fisher. So, good for that guy. <laughs> Uh, number four, I'm going to go with Captain Rex. No, not Captain Rex from the Clone Wars. Captain Rex, who is the pilot of Star Tours, because that dude fucking rules, even if he does send us into an asteroid field. Uh, got us home safe, and he's actually going to be a DJ at Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. So, uh, Well, and the ladies call him Captain Rexit. <laughs> uh uh, keeping on the theme of droids, I'm going to go with uh, L337 from Solo, uh, a fucking droid that absolutely fucks. And then also, uh, let me throw in the Millennium Falcon, because she's essentially retconned to be the personality of the Millennium Falcon. Yeah, that's uh, why she's such a bitch. She's a fucking sassy bitch, and I love it. Uh, uh, would, L3 can absolutely get it. You guys, Solo's really good. <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, on Netflix, if you haven't seen it, or if you haven't seen it in a while, so I suggest checking it out. Number two, I'm going to echo Ben. And I had to put the Rancor on there, but I'm also I'm going to share this spot with the Rancor and the Rancor Keeper because you know, Rancor's a pet, so he's not much of a character. But the Rancor Keeper, man, he just he loves his he loves it's his sweet boy. Loves his sweet boy. So sad when he gets that uh, door dropped on him. And number one, the fucking slimiest gangster in all the galaxy, Jabba the Hutt, you guys. Fuck yeah, Jabba like, the Hutt. Return of the Jedi is always going to be my favorite Star Wars movie. And mostly because Jabba the Hutt is so goddamn cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I love it so much. Shout out to Pizza the Hut. <laughs> <laughs> yes, shout out to Pizza the Hut. I always kind of wanted to take a bite of Pizza the Hut. No lie. Did you uh, put together a list, JM? Yeah. Um, what do you got? I was going to tweet it, but I, I, I struggled to come up with six because, like, my. I kind of have, like, basically a few that I really like and then everybody a lot of everybody else is kind of just like I like them so like six was I was trying to determine between like Han Solo Luke Dr. Afra. so I don't really have hey, a I six. get it Wado almost made my list so. <laughs> oh my god so six six is kind of just an empty slot for like numerous characters um five Yoda uh nice. six Obi-Wan my list is pretty standard I think it's but Obi-Wan I kind of prefer prequels obi-wan because i like ewan mcgregor a lot and he does a little bit more overall you want to talk Nothing. about bright spots of the prequels and ewan mcgregor is definitely he puts in work man Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he's like one of the, yeah he's one of the best parts of those and to be fair uh alec mcginnis he's a great classical actor but he 
puts in as little work as possible. <laughs> yeah, he didn't want to do it, so he comes, like he comes back as a force ghost, and he's like, "I need to sit down." <laughs> <laughs> um, three Darth Vader, specifically, specifically, uh, specifically, I really love the. Um, I love him in Rogue One, and I love Vader in the two ongoings he's had at Marvel. The first one where, which, where that takes place between A New Hope and Empire, and then the second one takes place between Revenge of the Sith and A New Hope. I really like Vader in those. I like him in the original trilogy, but he doesn't, like, I don't really think he does a whole hell of a lot other than be menacing. Yeah, so the I really like comics when he finds out that, it's when he gets word that, you know, Luke is his son. Mm-hmm. And it's just like quiet splash page, he's standing by himself and this crack appears in the window of the Star Destroyer they're on. It's like, oh shit, he's mad. <laughs> yes. Um, I love that. Number two, uh, Ray. Um, to this day, like, the thing that like got me liking Star Wars more was actually Force Awakens, It's and it's my favorite of the movies. <laughs> Interesting. Alright. Yeah, like, I, I was always... I didn't even watch any of the Star Wars movies until I was, like, 19, almost 20. Um... And then I was just kind of, like, lukewarm on it for most of it. It was like, okay. Uh, Force Awakens I really liked, and it got me to go back and get... I'm not, like, the biggest Star Wars fan, but I'm more of a fan than I was before then. Force, Force Awakens is fantastic, and I love Ray. Yeah. Just just not top six for me yet. Um, and then number one, Kylo Ren. Yeah, boy. I love Kylo Ren because he's exactly what Anakin should have been in the prequels. Yeah. Yeah. And like I I just I love I I love him. Um he I, he's just very captivating to watch for me. I, like he was easily my favorite part of the last Jedi and I'm looking forward to seeing how his and Rey's stories end in Redemption arc, baby. Yes. So that's my top five, essentially. But I like um, it. Fuck, I'll allow it. <laughs> There's no real rules here. That's true. You All make right. your own rules. The only rule here is there are no rules. <laughs> We're going. We don't need rules. We got a few more tweets. Did uh, it. Jeff Pop tweets in. Uh, I think it's still in the chat. I believe yep. so. Uh, number six, Darth Vader would be number one if he could separate Anakin, but he can't in his mind. Uh, number five, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Number four, Emperor Palpatine. Number three, Han Solo. Number two, R2-D2, that sassy little boy. And number one, Yoda. Right, Yoda getting some, some fucking love, man. I, I, I dig it. Yeah, but drunk Yoda? <laughs> Just crazy, burn this mother down, Pookie. <laughs> Page turners, they were not. <laughs> uh, the lovely Miss Nyes uh, on the Twitter hit up a list of top six Wookiees. Yep. Which I thought was pretty great. Uh, number six, making, I believe, his third appearance on the night show. Itchy. <laughs> <laughs> she was Groot's father-in-law who gives us the cringiest moment in the Star Wars holiday special. Uh, number five, Gungi. A Wookiee Jedi trained by uh, Asuka. Fuck. How do you say that? Asuka? Asuka. Asuka. There you go. Um, during the Clone Wars. 
Uh, number four, Lobaka, Chewbacca's nephew by a Jedi who trained with Luke and the Solo Twins back on the Young Jedi Knight series. Mary Nyes goes hard in the motherfucking paint, you she guys. Does, she does. Big uh, number three, Mala. Universe fan. <laughs> number three, Mala, Chewie's ride or die, bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> number two, uh, Tarful, fought alongside Chewbacca and Yoda during Order 66. And number one, Chewbacca. I love that Wookiee. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Love it. And then uh, Juggler John writes in on the Twitter machines. He writes in uh, number six, Hondo Anaka. Don't know the fuck that is. I think Hondo is from Rebels, but he's also they've got an animatronic of him that is going to be outside one of the rides at Galaxy's Edge. So he's going to figure heavily into Galaxy's Edge. I gotta fucking watch this show. Uh, I think he is also in Clone Wars. Okay, I I can never really tell the difference between Clone Wars and Rebels. To be perfectly honest, uh, number five, Aventress. Uh, number four, Mace Windu, because of both Clone Wars series. He says specifically, uh, number three, Plo Koon, who I played the fuck out of and that uh, PlayStation Jedi Knight game back in the day. Nice, Plo Koon was my fucking jam on that game. Uh, number two, Chopper, and number one, Darth Maul, again because of Clone Wars and Rebels. I really like the cartoons the best. He says. Dig okay, it. Hondo is a pirate from Clone Wars. Juggalo John go. says in the chat. Thank you, Mahoney. You're welcome. I got some uh, some late additions to the game here. Uh, Tito writes in. He says Asajj Ventress. Uh, Ahsoka. Number four, Poe Dameron. Number three, BB-8. Ah, there you go, BB-8. He should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number two, Ray, the heir apparent. And number one, Lando, the coolest man in space. Yeah, boy. Even in Love the shitter. Speaking of, shout out to population member Tito, who recently lost a toe in a terrible accident at work. So send him some good vibes if you guys are out there thinking about him. What the fuck? What? (laughs) This is not true. I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) Fuck. I hope it's not true. I thought that would have come up. (laughs) Tito, Tito, I I need you to confirm and or deny this toe story. (laughs) Tito, top six toes. You still have. <laughs> See, at first I didn't say anything because I was like, well, maybe I'm just not in Tito's foot thread <laughs> on Facebook Messenger, but but really, like, I feel like he would have mentioned that. You could lose a toe or two and it not really affect you. You say that. I'd you got still probably toes. mention it, though. Well, like, emotionally it's affected him. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. God damn it. Uh, Zero writes in. Uh, number f- six, Matt, the radar technician. Yes. <laughs> From Kylo Ren, undercover boss. Uh, number five, my uh, Star the Wars, the Old Republic. There it is. Uh, Full on dark side character in the best Star Wars game. Uh, Try to make it up yourself, Zero. He had to create a character. No, I like, I like it. it. Yeah, that's pretty good. I like that. Uh, number four, Size Ventress. Where's my six inch black? Uh, it's a Black Series figure, Hasbro. Oh man, uh, Ventress making a run for the money in the in the right? the later rounds. Uh, number three, Sabine Wren and all the Mandalorians. Yes, all of them. Uh, Sabine and number Wren two is and number the... one, Darth Vader and Darth Revan. Depending what I read last slash watched last. For for those who don't know, Rebel Sabine Wren is the Mandalorian who looks like she painted her helmet with Lisa Frank stickers. <laughs> I watch this fucking show, you guys. 
And then I got I got my second list. Did we get everybody? Mahoney, do you have a six? Okay, I'll, I I'll, do not have a six, okay. but I will have one when Tito does the top six toes. Okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> uh, my second six is our top. I just didn't want to make sure you got to go last, nice. Oh, I appreciate it. Top yeah. six Star Wars characters, the core cast, but specific versions. <laughs> specifically. <laughs> so number six, specifically, hibernation sickness Han Solo. After he gets out of carbonate, carbonite and he's all fucked up. All he, fucked up and blind. And he can't see and he's blind. And he's just like, oh, we're, we're going to fucking die oh, here, man. you know? <laughs> he's just shooting randomly. Uh, number five, uh, tie between uh, R2-D2 when he's the bar droid on Jabba's skiff, <laughs> a.k.a. Bar2-D2. and really leading uh, into it, yeah. And then uh, naked C-3PO from The Phantom Menace. How fucking wild was that? Just saw all of his guts. Uh, number four, specifically Revenge of the Sith, Obi-Wan Kenobi, but more specifically his facial hair comes in at my number four like he is my fa- <laughs> my facial hair idol of all time number three jose stole it force ghost yoda <laughs> yeah the best possible yoda there has Fuck ever been yeah there is no yoda but a ghost force yoda because a ghost force yoda don't stop <laughs> uh, number one or number two i'm gonna go with another tie uh empire strikes back darth vader because uh, he doesn't have Grand Moff Tarkin ordering him around anymore. He's kind of off the leash, and he's at his most most ruthless. He fucking puts Han Solo in carbonite. He cuts his son's arm off, and then says, "I'm your I'm your father." He's just he's a real son of a bitch in that one. And uh, the fact that he ever took orders from that pasty face prick just doesn't make any sense. Right. And also on that same token. Uh, Jedi Knight Luke from Return of the Jedi. When he comes back, he's shaking off all the whiny farm boy stuff, and he's just, just a badass. Like that's my Luke, not whiny farm boy Luke. And number one, Jabba's prisoner Leia. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Some transformative shit right there. Uh, sure. Come on. Like I get it. I get in this climate. That's not cool. But, comma, and also, but. also, big ups to Carrie Fisher because her body was banging at that point, and and she had to have put in the work, and she's also she fucking wrecks that entire skiff on her own. She points the guns at the deck, blows it up, and then they get the shit out of there, and just looking like a snack, like literally, Jabba was going to eat her as a snack. But then she choked his ass to fucking that death. That too, like, talk about a, a a princess that can save herself, and also nah, just rules. Super kinky. Beautiful. All Fabulous. right. Well, thank you guys for, uh, for. Yeah, love a lot of audience participation, man. Really appreciate it. It was fun. I got you, dog. <laughs> yeah, I brought it up, and I was like, you know, I know this isn't necessarily you, you guys, you guys' bag, but Kelly could probably make a bit out of it. <laughs> um, there was the one Juggalo John suggested a few weeks back of doing the non-Disney animated movies, and then before that, Kristen suggested one, but I can't remember it. 
at this point. I'm trying to go back through. So if anybody in the chat or anything. I have it. I got it right here. It was top six toes that Tito has lost. <laughs> See, I was going to guess top six places to poop in Kelly's house. It was top six places she's fucked your mom. Aww. <laughs> uh, yeah, hit us up again, uh, Kristen. We've lost it. We, but we think, have it. I just need to kind of... Yeah, I got to dig through. it up. But I definitely like the, uh, the idea of the uh, non-Disney animated... Uh, features. Yeah, we'll do so, that for next week. I feel like that's got just, just a fuck ton of possibilities. Like this, heavy metal. So much. Sure. Yeah, that shit counts. It's not Disney. It counts. Well done. And also, we include. We'll include Pixar in that too. Pixar one hundred percent counts as Disney. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. No, definitely. Yeah. No Disney. No Pixar. Everything else is a fucking open game. I love it. So uh, email us. Popcast at panelsonpages.com. We'll lose the voicemail 616-951-1-POP. And we'll do them up on the show. Or tweet us at panelsonpages. It's getting late. Let's not comic books. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, it's been so long. Like, the the problem with comic books <laughs> is the ink comes off on your hands. Every time you turn the page, you have to wash your hands. Now, Kelly hit us up early last week about the Batman Ninja Turtles 3 uh, crossover and um, he wasn't fucking around. It's fucking wild. Yeah, he he brought it up, and I was like, "Why? Ha- they're they're on to volume three. Why haven't I read this?" So immediately talked to Kelly about hooking me up. So I got volume one and volume two on on the way right now. Thank you, Kelly. You should probably be getting those tomorrow or the day after. Oh man! So the the the, the notion of a turtle multiverse is not new at this point. Like it's. They've been playing with it in the past couple of uh, series, and they probably, I think, they even touched upon it in the comics a little bit. But this, this idea that there's a world that Batman and the Turtles share and have shared all along is fucking outstanding, which is kind of great. Because the first one was what the first one was the Turtles go to Gotham, yeah, and the second one, like Bane and some of the villains come to the Turtles New York. And this one starts off with just like, you know, this kind of weird, like, it's like this a, one's just like, what if it's fucking weird? Yeah. Yeah. It's like an, like an amalgam universe with these awesome ninja designs. Like, like Ninja Deathstroke looks awesome. Uh, the turtle designs look like they could have been action figures in the 90s, like 1000%. They look great. Yeah. Um, and then. I don't know if I want to fucking spoil the end for Nyes because he's going to be reading it. Sooner. That's the thing. I'll, the I'll, last two pages are so nuts. I'll forget about it. So, so there's been this shadowy figure kind of like, you know, creeping in throughout the, the, the issue. And then they all, they're back at the cave. And again, the, the back cave where Alfred or, or Splinter is essentially the Alfred figure. We're like, you know, Master Splinter found this orphan baby in a sewer gr- in the su- a su- orphan boy after his parents were murdered in the sewers, and it's like, oh, I'll raise him to be my son. And the, like, so there's like a, you know, they have a giant Triceratops in the the cave, and a giant yen coin, shit like that. And the uh, the uh, shadowy figure is revealed to be none other than uh, Raphael Prime in full black and white, drawn by Kevin Eastman. 
on the page. <laughs> and he's pretty, like, he flat out just says, like, oh, you think this is weird? It's gonna get weirder. So yeah, basically yeah, yeah. they're going turtles forever on you. And then you fucking turn the page, and Krang is inside of the anti-monitor. <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking crazy. <laughs> and, it, and, it, and it looks to be like uh, like IDW Krang. Like, he looks very much like the IDW Krang, which is interesting because he's supposed to be dead. Like, Not anymore. So fucking great. It's so great. Uh, it's it's fantastic. Um, the complete opposite side of that. These new Transformers comics are fucking boring as shit, you guys. Aww, yeah, what a bummer. They really are. They're so boring. Like at least they got you know a fucking they got Sarah Petri back in to, to actually draw some pages. She did the first few pages of this, and you know she knows how to draw a goddamn Transformer, so that's nice. Like the first few pages looked really good. Although it was weird seeing Cyclonus in that. That fucking silver bolt repaint design that they gave him for that toy a couple years ago. That's weird. Because he doesn't look like Cyclonus anymore. Like, that's not what he looks like anymore. But yeah, just. It's back to how they used to be, where everyone just has the same voice. No, you're exactly right. Like, it's, a, it's all super generic and just. You know, I don't need three artists in this goddamn book. Like, no, that's annoying. It's really jarring and, like, and. And they, they they did a lot of pre-war Cybertron stuff in the old universe, the old continuity, but it was kind of you know they treated it as flashbacks, like you know here's like a little mini series to kind of show this event or whatever, and they're they're just leading off on it right now, and it's just slow, it's fucking slow, and just it's not that interesting, and like I just I mean because the thing with that is we know where it goes, yeah. Because, like, where, how they made it interesting before was how did these past events uh, affect what was happening in the now? Yeah. Yeah. How does this shit that, they, you know, so, like, what's happening now in these flashback stories is relevant to what's happening in the present day narrative. And that, that's yeah. cool. Like, I like that. And this is just slogging. But, yeah. And there's some stuff that's kind of new, like the weird, uh, like the weird animal. Like the beast bot people and their weird like religion thing. There's some potential there, and I kind of have mixed feelings about there being uh, organics on Cybertron. Like that's that's always weird whenever they do that. They don't do it very often. Yeah, I'm giving it till issue six before I jump. Yeah, I think uh, I think Jack Lawrence is supposed to be coming on at some point. He's the guy that drew most of Lost Light. And again, that guy fucking knows how to draw a Transformer, so it'll be it'll be nice. If nothing else, that one will look good. So we'll see yeah. what happens. But they're doing they're they're leaning real real hard into the toy designs on this one, and it doesn't always work. No, like again, like you know you don't like Prowl's legs shouldn't have great big gaps in it. The toy does. That's where his fucking leg goes. But it doesn't need it in like real life. You wouldn't have a peg hanging off the back of his foot, dummies. It's weird. It's weird. It's not. It's not the greatest. Um, so I checked out this deceased thing. Deceased, deceased, like DC yeah. comics, playing yeah, words. DC East, like like dead, deceased. You would have loved the variant cover for the first issue, guys. It was a riff on uh, it. Nice. So, like, it's just like uh, Dark Side 
is fucking around doing dark side shit, trying to get the anti-life equation. And, like, I don't know, like, fucks up and carries a one when he shouldn't carry a one. And, like, creates this crazy virus. And so this crazy virus, like, spreads via social media, which little on the nose and turns people into crazy rage monsters. It's like, all right. Okay, you're doing this. I like the dark side zombie idea, though. Yeah, the dark side zombies idea is cool. I like, uh, like John and Damien doing like 20 days later shit, trying to get to Batman. It's kind of cool. Like, and of course, Batman's got a plan, but he gets fucking eaten by zombie Nightwing real fast. Yeah. So I, I don't fucking know what they're doing. Like, I'll do one. They should have noted that it's like an Elseworlds book. Right, but, which yeah, it comes, because, because I did not realize real that clear that's what in. it is. Yeah, but definitely was not sold as such. I don't think. No, not one bit. Yeah, but it definitely is. And the art on a po- when they get to Apocalypse, the jarring shift in art is like, oh god, this is not great. I don't like this. See, I like that that guy's art a lot. Yeah, it was just, but it's so it doesn't match anything else. It's so weird. No, 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 not at all. It's just very jarring. But yeah. There's that. Um, what else? Dead Man Logan. It's pretty great. He's back to the wasteland now. Just fucking up dudes. It's kind of fun. Who would have thought that, like, between the three of them with Bendis... Well, actually, let's go. Miller, Bendis, Lemire, and Ed Breezen. That Ed Breezen would have the best run with Old Man Logan. It's pretty great. It's wow. been really good. I love his Old Man Logan so much. Like It's great. And, like, and it's, you know, the, then they... Definitely did not do what this what I thought they were gonna do. That's for sure. Like, I never would have guessed like the back half of this twelve issues was gonna be him back in the wastelands. No, pretty cool. Definitely bucking expectations. And I, I never seen like Mike Henderson did some Daredevil stuff last year, and this, but I'm not seeing him do other superhero shit before. It's kind of neat. Yeah, I'm into it. I guys, I like that guy's stuff. Uh, and then last thing, I read a couple of the. I uh, read War of the Realms and then the Strike Force uh, kind of one-shot thing that they do with the, the 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 Punisher's team. It's also fucking rad, man. Like War of the Realms is great. Punisher's the sleeper star of War of the Realms so far. Yeah, yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah, they got little Neil Yu to draw this little crazy one-shot where, like, you know, Freya's like, "Hey, uh, Captain America said you're the guy for this," and he's like, "Yeah, probably. <laughs> I, I probably am the guy for this." It's fucking cool, and like uh, the uh, the stuff with Daredevil is cool, and just them flying through, and this the uh, every every beat hits. Yeah, like uh, a little weirded out by Venom in War of the Realms because yeah, it's weird. Venom book doesn't match because like in the Venom book, he's not he doesn't have the symbiote. He's got like some kind of crazy like thing to. One of the uh, the fates gives him instead, but presumably he gets it back in a minute. But yeah, I'm fine. Yeah, whatever, it's fine. But like, the last page though, with fucking Thor on top of a pile of dead frost giants with his robot arm ripped off. He's got a broken hammer, just covered in blood, just screaming for more giants. Like fuck yeah, this whole they could just drive this whole comic on the side of a van, and it would be, yeah. be, be great. It's so fucking cool, you guys. Like, 
Don't sleep on the War of the Realms. It's great. Fantastic. You got anything else we're talking about? Uh, I've been reading a bunch of Cosmic Marvel stuff after Endgame. Nice. Cool. Like I read uh, Marvel Comics The End, or Marvel Universe The End. That was cool. Uh, what I should have read was Thanos Infinity Abyss beforehand and not after. Because, like, that's one thing I realized that in, like, so in the back of some of the Marvel books, they put, like, reading orders of things. Uh, they flip those two around. So, like, the entire time reading Infinity Abyss, I'm like, what the fuck? Oh. This happened all- like, what the what this shit? This happened already. Like, oh, god damn it. I read this out of order. <laughs> That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, I read the 12-issue Thanos run that comes after Marvel Universe The End and kind of leads into Annihilation, and that's really good. The first six issues are by Jim Starlin. The next six issues are by Keith Giffen. That's cool. Yeah, that story's pretty good. Uh, And then I've been reading through Annihilation again for the first time in a few years. And goddamn, Annihilation is so good. Yeah, that's when they kind of read... Make Drax something cool again. Yeah. Yeah, all that stuff is really great. Yeah, yeah. Annihilation. Like, go if you've never read Annihilation, pick up the two complete collection trades they put out. Well worth your money. Easily, like one of Marvel's best events ever. Yeah, first time I ever gave half a rat's ass about a Nova was in that. Yeah, <laughs> and like it came out concurrently with Civil War. And looking back, I made the wrong decision to be reading Civil War at the time over Annihilation. Yeah, that was a really weird choice. Like just to do that to do it that way. Because yeah. Civil War was so all encompassing. Yeah. That like it totally overshadowed the you know, Annihilation story, which is great. Yeah. The like, far superior comic. Yeah, it's it's fucking fantastic. Great. Yeah. Yeah, no, those books are so good. And they feel so just their own universe, which is awesome. Like, it's just totally off on its own. You guys, so I do appre- it's, I not do gonna like be, the- it's not going to be long before we're talking about Annihilus being the most famous uh, pop culture character in the world. <laughs> no shit. See, I'm, I hope they do it, but I'm kind of worried that they're not going to because Thanos' goons were essentially just the Annihilation wave. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, so that kind of bummed me out when those dudes showed up. What do you mean those uh, mindless, like the dogs. soulless dogs that yeah. you were so bummed that uh, Spider-Man killed? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like that's just the Annihilation wave. <laughs> so like, there was a part of me when I saw those things show up. I was like, man, don't use these here. <laughs> For the next guy. The next yeah, guy. Dude. Exactly. Make them some sort of, like, locusts. I mean, he already yeah. kind of looks like a giant bug. Space locusts. So yeah, but yeah, if you've fighter. never read Annihilation, you need, you need fucking need to read Annihilation. Yeah, we might have that's, to talk. That's a solid wreck. It's good. I like it. Would you say it's good even if you don't really care about yes. Cosmic Marvel? 100%. Yes. Okay. Yeah, but it's, it's also... Good storytelling. It's also got the Guardians in it, so you're gonna care. I've Annihilation tried. Conquest has the Guardians. Okay. Uh, these has the ki- like characters that will be in the Guardians show up. Like you know, you get your Drax and Gamora's in there, and I think, 
and like Star Lords in there, but it's not the Star Lord that we know now, right? Like at all, because he's well, yeah, like got his uh, shit the together. Annihilation, the big hits, what it was, uh, Drax, Silver Surfer, Nova, uh, Nova, Super Scroll, dude. That Super Scroll stuff is fucking great. Always yeah. love Super Scroll stuff. Yeah, good old Clerk. Yeah, he's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I'll I'll have to give it a shot. I've, I I avoided it because I just don't care about cosmic Marvel. Even the Guardians in the comics, I just don't care about. But... No, it was literally the first Marvel cosmic thing I'd ever read, aside from like Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I had no frame of reference beyond knowing who they were and as much as they existed about any of these characters. But it's written so well that like it's, it's it could be the only comic book you ever read. Yeah, and it, it is that thing. It's great because it's pretty. It's headed up by. Keith Giffen mostly with like uh, Dan Abnett and Andy Lanning kind of backing him up. Mm-hmm. And those dudes would go on to be like the Cosmic Marvel architects after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's because the it starts off with a four-issue Drax miniseries that kind of reestablished him and modernized his character quite a bit. It took and him then it leads in... Drag Queen Space Dracula? Yeah. And then it leads into Annihilation, which starts off with you got your prologue, and then you've got four four issue miniseries that kind of all show like what those characters are doing while the Annihilation wave is passing through the universe. Mm-hmm. And then you get your six issue main series. Okay. Yeah, and like the Silver Surfer story is really good. The Nova story is really good because it makes you care about Nova. The Super Scroll story has a bunch of cool stuff, and that's where I've left off for now. Like that—that's that's what you get in Volume One, and Volume One also has the pages from the Nova Core Handbook for each character, like for your major characters. So if there's something you don't understand about a character, it'll usually be explained in those. That's good. I'll have to give it a shot. Yeah, no, it's really good. Gonna be all nostalgic, Kelly. I like it. Yep. And I'd say if anything, if you if like Thanos is your guy or whatever, mm-hmm. pick up that Thanos Redemption trade too, because it's okay. almost like a twelve issue lead in to Annihilation. It kind of shows you can you don't need to read it, but if you're like, hey, how'd Thanos get here? Like, why is he wearing just these white clothes and hanging out with this fairy lady? Well, you can find out why he's hanging out with that fairy lady. I wouldn't call Thanos my guy, but I would call him daddy. <laughs> I mean, we've all been there. Love it. How about you, Nigel, that we're talking about? Um, no, not really. I'm I'm excited to get these uh, Batman versus Ninja Turtles comics in and talk about those next week. And, They're so fun, man. You're going to dig them. But other than that, me and Mary have been playing some Rubik's Race, which is pretty dope. I'll fuck up your life for a while. The the little boggle thing that uh, you know you you shake up and and that's that's what you're going off of. Uh, I feel like the orange and the reds are too close. <laughs> <laughs> the orange is very dark. So we we got that after Toy Fair, and then um, I just bought uh, for Jax's birthday. I bought him one of those Ollie Ball things that we saw there. Nice. The so that's should be here tomorrow, I think. So one of the top trends. That's what they say. Or no, rookie of the year, Tootie. Was it a trend, or it was it was it won for newcomer of the year, rookie of yeah, the year, rookie of the year, yeah, year, yeah. And I think it's fucking cool. Like it's like what kid has not 
like lobbed a balloon around the house and then got super bummed out when they couldn't anymore. Oh, yeah, he's gonna <laughs> love that thing. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Okay. What you got, Jose? Um, went to welcome to the Rockville concert over the weekend. I don't even know what that is. Outdoor festival in Jacksonville. Basically, our CD cases from the early 2000s. Oh, I am well past my outdoor rock festival days. <laughs> uh, well, they had good old Incubus. Yeah. And still sound good, still rock it. Gray as fuck, though. <laughs> it was it was a fantastic lineup, but uh, it was the same weekend as our anniversary, and I showed it to Mary, and she was like, nah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Tool, which was cool because it's been forever since they put a new album out. I've never seen Tool. Interesting. It, it, it fucking amazing stage show lights all that but don't plan on seeing maynard like you're not going to that, that's not how he rolls um this was the first first time i've ever seen at a concert live because like they nobody's heard any new tool ever like it's not out or not ever but you know it's not out they haven't released anything they're going through some legal battles some other shit trying to finish it up so the rumor was is they were going to play two new songs at the festival, or a, at least a new song. So new song starts. Everyone, you you see everyone looking, patting the people they're with. Oh, this is it. This is it. This is it. <laughs> and then it starts happening. And this was the first. It it reminded me of the Black Panther credits in new york where just a synchronized <laughs> crowd thing so the song's playing it's going he's singing and people are, are just like it's silent number one because everyone no one's heard this so everyone's like shh let's hear it and everyone's going everyone's going everyone's rocking to it the bodies are moving the heads are moving but everybody's silent and then the breakdown comes and it was like Everybody felt the song at the same time, and just thousands of people all at the same time go, uh, and then <laughs> go back into the song. It was fucking, it was pretty cool. That sounds everyone, fucking great. The part hit, everyone felt it and was like, ah, uh, <laughs> thousands, just seas of a synchronized all together. Oh, uh. so that's cool. Other than that, no comics. But comics is still cool. Anything, John Michael? Um, what did I read last week? I only read a little bit. Young Justice number what is it five? I'm liking it okay. Oh, that um, was good. Yeah. Gem World was a bad choice. Yeah, I'm just I want to be more into it because I love these characters, but it's just kind of I don't know boring. Yeah, don't yeah using Gem World. For anything, much less to reintroduce these characters is a fucking weird call. Yeah. Yeah. I like that we got a little bit into how some of the like how they're remembering each other, not fully, but like it start it's it's scratching the surface of that. But I'm just happy to have, you know, Connor, Bart, Cassie, and Tim together again and like have them be like the like 
traditional versions of the characters and not the new 52 crap. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward also to see where it goes because Tim's supposed to get a new code name and I'm wanting to know what it's going to be. And I'm hoping it's something that's good and not stupid. going to be uh, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, given that he's my favorite comic character, I'm very worried it's going to be something stupid. But, um... I don't know. I think they just keep him Robin. They can have two Robins go running around. They've had two Batmans. They have like seven thousand Green Lanterns. So, other than other than that, um, I I don't think it came out last week. But I read, um, was it issue thirty eight of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers? Not yeah, really. that was two weeks ago? Might have been two weeks ago. I, I think I was behind. I think I read it at the end of last week, but I think it came out two, yeah, two weeks ago. I don't... I, I just, it's almost I, over. It's almost so ready for it's this part there. to be over. Like, I am so looking forward to Necessary Evil and the introduction of the White Ranger. White good, Ranger. Good. I said it in a, a Facebook group, man. Just a fantastic design work. Yeah, the Silver Rangers, very cool. That's too bad I don't give a fuck. Yeah, the 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 drop in quality after Shattered Grid was pretty steep. Yeah, I believe the word is precipitous. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking forward to it regaining its uh, like level of quality. Um, hopefully, I, I have a I have a feeling that it will with with Ryan Parrott coming on, um, and though. I'm I'm very curious to see where it'll go with intro- introducing the White Ranger because, um, like, I don't know if they're gonna do like the swap of like Trini, Zach, and and Jason leaving, or if they're keeping them there. Because White Ranger's supposed to be the leader, and to this day, it's been almost 25 years, and this to this day, it still pisses me off that they demoted Jason and made uh, Tommy leader when he became the White Ranger for the fuck of it. I know that they did it at, in post because Austin St. John had already walked off, like, left, and they needed to, like, ease the transition. So that's why, like, in the episode, it's it's kind of awkwardly placed in there. But it's still canon, and it drives me nuts, and I really don't want that done in the comics, too. It's like, hey, Jason, you just led an army of rangers to save all of reality, but let's not let you keep the leader. Let's demote Great job. You. Great job. We're going to put you over here now. Yeah, like, I don't want that. I'd rather, as much as Jason, I love Jason, he's my favorite of the Rangers, I'd rather him just leave the team and have Rocky come in. Jason? <laughs> <laughs> it's almost over, though. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, so other than that, I don't. Re- I didn't really read a lot last week. I'm, I'm kind of like, there's nothing going on at Marvel that's real, other than Daredevil, that's really, like, tickling my fancy right now. Fucking Realms and Thor, man. Get on it. Oh, you know what other Marvel book is fucking nuts? Savage Avengers. I haven't read it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's real fucking crazy. You get a good (sighs) Conan versus Wolverine fight. I'm into that. I do take back what I said because I forgot about Dead Man Logan, which I got to catch back up on, and I forgot about Immortal Hulk, which I got to catch back up on. So there are some things that I'm enjoying. But I'm just oh, kind yeah. of behind on everything. Rules. Like that book is so good, and I don't even care that much about the Hulk. That book is just really good. Yeah, I sold some Immortal Hulk trades at the comic shop on Saturday, so 
somebody was like, ah, I don't know. And I'm like, no, 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 no. One, they're half ops, of course. And two, you, yeah, you definitely want this. I start going off and off and on. And one of the guys that works at the shop walks by and went, hey, thanks, good job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that shit's great. Yes, it is. Awesome. You guys think we're talking about Mahoney? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> shit in Kelly's house. All I right. just uh, shit in Kelly's house, mourned Tito's toe, and shot a whole bunch of children on Fortnite. <laughs> the on Fortnite is the important distinction. Uh, That's right. Don't cut that part out. No. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it probably wouldn't even make a blip on the news, though, these days. Yeah. yeah. Right. Let's fucking land this bird, man. This is a long one, but it's fun. Yeah. I liked it. So yeah, send us your top six animated non-Disney films next week. Email yeah, us. And Zero in the chat asked, uh, are we talking shorts or features? And definitely features, I would say. Features. Yeah. We'll do features. Yeah. Definitely features. <laughs> yeah, there's send, your, send your top six shorts next time, Zero. Gene. Bermuda. Cargo. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> it is getting to be summertime. Bored. Bored. Email us, popcast at panelsonpages.com. Leave us a voicemail, 616 951 pop or tweet us at panels on pages. For Jason Nyes, Jose Guthman, Kelly Harris, I go by JM and Mahoney. I'm the Lord Reverend Lee Rodriguez. We'll talk to you guys next week at 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. Central at youtube.com slash panels on pages. Night. Love you. Bye bye. this you fucking google ass bitch with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case i pronounce you lucky Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.